0: Today is Sunday, June 18th, 2023, and you're listening to this special bonus episode of the Ask a Christian podcast. Did I say I'm your host, Nate? Well, I still am, and happy Father's Day. So uh, today, I I was not expecting, but I got to catch up with my friend, William Freeman, and did a little guest spot on his channel, and uh, we got to catch up on some old times. I haven't seen these people from the former Google Plus days in the debate community. Uh, there's some, some Christians, some theists, some a lot of atheists um, and we uh, we chat and take questions from some of the crowd and things like that and I meet some new people so we uh, talk about the same stuff we always talk about but the good thing is there's so much of it by the time we cover one base and move to another people have already forgot because there's that much content the gospel is very very simple and quick everything else you can get absolutely lost in and we will demonstrate that so um, it was a good time good to catch up and you can also check this out on William Freeman's YouTube channel as well as my own, and uh, you can find us on Rumble, BitChute, and AskAChristian.podbean.com, and uh, I get taught what StreamYard is, so uh, this is an old dog learning new tricks, but largely we cover uh, open theism, we talk to open, about open theism, one of these guys is an open theist, and um, I think it's self-explanatory why it's just nuts. But, you know, make up your mind. Listen to what he says. Uh, Apparently, my friend William has deconverted from Christianity since last we spoke, years ago. We talk a little bit about why that is, and I have a feeling more conversations will be in store. Uh, So, anyways, um, you can also support this podcast, because Lord knows people need Jesus. So, you can check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon, free to read with a Kindle subscription. You can check out the Ask a Christian store, grab some merchandise, and you can click on the donate link to keep this podcast going, and talking to people on the internet. So, happy Father's Day, and we'll see you later. Share these links.
1: All right, boy howdy, we got Nate Cunningham here. It has been a long time. We just we just got back in touch yesterday, really, like uh, being able to chat, right?
0: Yeah, it turns out, <laughs> I, yeah, I sent you a message like years ago, and never ever like year we like exchange a message, and then uh, turns out we're both kind of doing the same thing in different places.
1: You know, I've heard, you sent me a link not too long ago about Clubhouse, and I was just like, I don't know, it's just so hard for me to learn new things, I'm just getting into StreamYard, and so I probably should have checked that out, especially knowing now that Veckel's over there with you. I try to follow Veckle everywhere he goes.
0: <laughs> In a good way, <laughs> or to like throw rocks under his feet? Yes. Both? <laughs> the rock, the rock thing.
1: <laughs> oh, I see we got Christian Carpenter and PJ out there. I don't know if if PJ, uh, you 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 would probably remember PJ as V or Victor. He used to hang out. We we used to fight all the, all the time, me and me and V and uh, Victor, PJ whatever you want to call him. But now we're really close. And I will be opening up this uh this hang a little later. But I wanted to have a little one on one side with Nate and find out where we are, like because we we were, we were we used to be pretty uh, lined up in our belief systems and and uh, it seems like I heard you mention yesterday a lot about the Talmud um and so that means to me that I don't know whether you're getting into Noahide or where where were you going there no no uh,
0: hide. okay you got it
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so the talmud this babylonian text what what's going on there how did you get into that buddy
0: well just learning stuff so i mean there's there's two there's the babylonian talmud and we talked about this in google plus a lot but i mean you know my my only interest in the talmud and and jewish culture and jewish law is if someone wants to talk about usually you know someone that hates god while also denying their existence i know i'm building a straw man but usually that it's coming from that position so my only interest is because you know they talk about the old testament because technically it's the same god right the god of abraham isaac and jacob so that's that should be the only christian interest we have is this has the old testament law it was given to the israelites this has nothing to do with us except technically same god so so my only interest in in this stuff is getting people the proper teaching people right so getting them right. in the proper channels so it's like look these 613 the laws of moses all the stuff we were talking about yesterday the 50 shekels for the rapist and putting to death and all this other stuff this is israelite law so the only attachment a Christian has to any of this technically same God. So if you want to know anything about these laws, you can't just read a couple of verses in the in the Bible and pronounce judgment on a God you deny the existence of. You have to, you can do whatever you want. You can be incorrect. But if you want to be correct, then ask a rabbi, read the Talmud. So you saw that picture I posted yesterday. I don't know if I can present that again or not, but
1: yeah, sure. It's of the of the encyclopedia Talmudica.
0: Yeah, I'll just use my hands. Basically, we've got a Bible like this big. Everything's off-center, so I look like I'm diagonal. We've got a Bible like this big, right? If it's a big Bible in a large right. print. And we have the Talmud, how to and okay, so here's the Bible, right? Old Testament, New Testament, the Prophets, all of it. Esther, all, all the other stuff in a book this big. The six hundred and thirteen commandments of Moses, the ones people always like to pick a fight with, it's about like that big. It's a section like this big, like Leviticus, Deuteronomy. It's about about yay big. So people take a few laws out of this much of the bible and want to pronounce moral judgment on god and the way you interpret this much of a book this big is with 37 books this big so so you want to know how wrong you are it's just an example to show how much we don't know um, about don't know what you don't know so we want to interpret this much of a bible through like an armchair quarterback situation. Like, oh, I don't think God needed to do this and God shouldn't have done this. Well, the people whose law it actually is, they interpret this much of our book with books that are, wow, everything is off center. (laughs) You get the picture. It's like this big. It's like an Encyclopedia Britannica. So if you want to know anything about the, the rape laws or the dietary laws or any of the laws that were given to the Israelites, congratulations, your resource is this much. If you don't read this much about all the laws, please shut your mouth. You look dumb. For Christians too, for me too. So and okay. I certainly I don't read Hebrew. I'll oh, shut up a second. Sorry. I don't read Hebrew. I don't do any of this. I just like, you know, we had a bunch of rabbinical friends. You remember Gav, Gabriel that used to hang oh, out? Oh, yeah. And, and we've got yeah. a lot of other Jewish rabbi people who will, will come. And you know, I've just I'm parroting what they say because I'm not trying to speak for all Jews, but my rabbinical friends, scholars, you know, I've learned that's where to go to. That's the source. So yeah. why aren't they Christian? Huh?
1: Why aren't they Christian?
0: great question Um, we can ask them they just have different uh, different meanings of uh, different ways they look at the prophecies and um, you know largely we think from the Christian perspective not that I'm speaking for every Jew ever but I mean there is a divide right kind of Mm -hmm. like between what we would call Gentiles now non-Israelites you know atheists agnostic Muslims like all the other religions and non-religions of the world now versus Christians we all have the same data I mean assuming people will look at look at the same data we all have the same evidence the same history the same textual criticism so then why do some people choose god and some people not choose god um then we could talk about choosing our beliefs but the same thing with the jews like back in the day like the first disciples the first christians jesus was a jew so they obviously said you know these prophecies have been fulfilled look jesus says he read the prophecies in isaiah and said this has been fulfilled today and then half the jews are like wow he's the messiah and they saw his signs and wonders and these miracles testable repeatable miracles and they're like we believe i wouldn't is, say half are we
1: well, really okay. gonna say half the jews
0: <laughs> uh, okay well we actually don't know so um okay so i'm, I'm thinking in that group but so yeah wh- however many there were are like oh yes we see this guy fulfilled the prophecies he's truly the messiah and then the other people however many that was are like no he's blaspheming he's claiming to be god but he's just a man so they, they, i mean just like us they all have all the right. same data
1: I wasn't planning on doing this right off the bat, but I, normally when I when I have someone on here and we get into to Bible stuff, I, I pose a hypothetical. And since you haven't been around, I, I know you ha- you haven't heard it, so I want to I want to try one out on you because you you seem to have a good respect for the the Hebrew religion, the origins of Christianity, right? I mean, what was that? You, you give me that look. I'm just you've you've done the research, right? Yeah. And so you feel like they were on to something from the beginning, the Hebrews.
0: Well, they got the God part right.
1: Oh, okay. Now that's a claim all by itself. You, they got the God part right, and we, I could I could start there. I could say, "All right, I'm a theist. I believe that there is a God. How do I get to Yahweh being the God?" I'll we'll do that before I get into the hypothetical.
0: I was looking forward to the hypothetical. Um, okay, we can
1: I uh, fine. I can I can I can okay. start with the hypothetical because both I, I of these could take like, a while. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. All right. So uh, there was a movie in the nineties uh, that came out called The Body. I don't know if you ever saw it, it was Antonio Banderas, but the, the premise was just that um, a tomb was found, a rich man's tomb in Israel and inside in the back uh, behind a, a, a thin wall was another chamber. And inside the chamber was a, the body of a crucified man and markings and things that, uh, that basically indicated this was Jesus. Okay. Now, I know there's a lot of things we can say, Okay, well, there's no way to prove that. But in the hypothetical that I'm going to present to you, I want you to imagine that the body was found. And it was confirmed without question, without question, that it was it was Jesus, that the, the, you know, the Jesus, no doubt about it. Okay, and so that would mean that there was no resurrection. If that happened, where would that leave you? Would you would you go to Judaism? Or would, I mean, where would that leave you in your, in your, uh, faith?
0: So I guess the real answer is we wouldn't know exactly unless that really happened. But if that happened and if I was fully convinced, so assuming that it wouldn't be like the shout of Turin or something like that. And, you know, there's, there's lots of incomplete data and stuff like that. If, if whatever reason I was fully convinced that that happened, um, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I may fall back. it would be hard to imagine that I would, uh, try to convert to Judaism. Um, for this hypothetical, I, I would probably become agnostic. Um, that being said- why not
1: Judaism? Why wouldn't that still be a reasonable
0: thing? I don't know. Um, I mean, to get the real answer, that scenario would actually have to happen. Um, so I mean, it would be somewhere between agnostic or maybe I would think like Judaism had a certain point. Um, yeah, that's, that's a pretty tough hypothetical. Yeah, because what
1: is Judaism for a Christian without the New Testament being added in with Christ? Because we, we don't tend to—I've asked a lot of Christians this. I have not had one yet say that they would they would lean back on Judaism, on the Torah, and well, I think wait be, for the Messiah.
0: <clears throat> well, I think because, you know, people—when you're a Christian and you pull from the Old Testament, the Torah, and, you know, you point out a lot of the similarities, and you point out a lot of the prophecies and how things are—, are similar but then if you take away jesus and you take away the new testament um then the differences that you know we don't really talk about because it, it doesn't matter like you know where it's different well okay that's why they're jews and that's why we're not um but the differences are are staggering right like so their, their whole view of i mean it really is another religion um like before christ because we believe it's all progressive revelation so the way they view things if they would have progressed and all just say all the jews would have been on board with the new testament and jesus and all that and what the jews who believe christ were then we would say there no one would say a christian is a thing no one knew what christians are would just say we're all jews because judaism would have progressed and progressed and progressed to jesus to the new testament so if every all the jews would have followed the same way you know jesus was saying the christianity wouldn't be a religion it would just be judaism has progressed into what christianity is today so the the christian today would be a jew um but since they didn't and they stopped with christ uh you know they don't recognize christ their view of of heaven of hell um Mm -hmm. is totally different um they're looking for a natural like warrior king to come back and Mm -hmm. put things right in this physical world um where you know we believe jesus was talking about so much more in this like you know metaphysical reality uh where your spirit was like so it's it's like an entire different Mind it trick. sounds
1: like what you're saying is they're right as long as Jesus rose from the dead, that, that they're that they're good. But if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then they were wrong about all that stuff in the past. Well, I mean if you if you say that you wouldn't go into Judaism after finding out that Jesus didn't if that was the case, and I'm not saying he didn't, I really do hope that he did. But um if if he in reality did not, then Judaism Is not Even though it seems like it would be the, okay, well, everything was right. I had it right up until the Jesus thing. But nobody wants to go back to that because there's something about the Old Testament that doesn't line up with why people are Christian. Like those two things seem to be, I haven't had a Christian that I've asked this yet say that they would go to Judaism. And I want to know. We're trusting the Old Testament as long as we believe that Jesus rose from the dead. But as, as soon as we start contemplating that that didn't happen, we toss, the, we toss it all out. We toss the Old Testament, which is, okay, I, I'm agnostic, I'm atheist, <clears throat> um, maybe evolution is real. But it's, why is Jesus the focus of this, and without Jesus, the, the Old Testament is, is worthless?
0: Help well, me. because it's it's progressive revelation. So the same reason that, you know, there wasn't always the law, right? So before the law, like when Abraham was around, there wasn't yet a law. So Abraham, God called Abraham and said, hey, worship me, follow me, obey me. And, and he hung out with Abraham a long time and there was no law. So then if Abraham would have stopped there or the people you know, at, descending from Abraham would have stopped there on Mount Sinai when God said, okay, here's the law. It would have been the same thing if they would have stopped and people would have said, Okay, we followed God. We had faith in God. That's how we were counted as righteous, uh, like Hebrews says, they had faith in God. So this was predates the law, even. So if they would have stopped at the law and said, No, no, I know God wants to give us this law, you know, these Ten Commandments came, you know, in fiery stuff out of the out of the sky on the mountain. Um, but we're we're not gonna do that. We're just gonna keep having faith in God and keep doing what Abraham did. If it was good enough for him, it's good enough for us. It would have been a similar thing because They just stop, so it's like if you trust God and you follow God this far, why would you not keep following God this far? So it's always by faith, so from Abraham before the law, then Moses with the law, if you trusted God here, now God said here's a law because there's, you know, getting too many nations, too many people, I want a way to distinguish you, so this is how you're gonna be set apart. Following these laws is how you're gonna be different than all the other nations of the earth, and then those who continue to have faith in God they express their faith by practicing these laws and then you walk up to jesus and god says okay here's your messiah here's jesus here's god in the flesh so all the people that had faith in abraham's time and went to the law all their descendants who followed the law should now rightly progress to here's god in flesh here's the messiah so it's like if they would have stopped short of abraham it's like uh, oh that would be like people saying well if the law didn't exist would you still just have faith in god like abraham did it's that kind of that kind of thing it's like well but the law does exist because God gave it, and we have these empirical signs and wonders showing these fiery tablets out of the sky. Um, so it's hard to imagine going backwards, like reverse engineering it. So I'd say that. So it's like always moving forward. And if you stop moving forward, it's like it it like breaks the whole system.
1: So what back to the question before the hypothetical? how do you get from there being a god to it necessarily being yahweh the hebrew tribal god
0: how do you get from a from god to it being that a being
1: a that there is a god or gods like something above us some sort of creative like i'm not opposed to it being a family of gods or a singular god or even just a uh, a source with a mind that has all this power, or the ability to do it. I mean, but even the minimal view of what it would take to be a God, how do I get from the idea of a creator to Yahweh specifically? I'm, I'm having a, this is my biggest challenge because I don't see a reason to put any faith in the Old Testament anymore or, or even the New Testament any more than I would any other uh, of the mythologies because they, they have similar origins in the way that they've been passed out.
0: Similar, but not the same. So when people try to conflate like Horus or Mithra or something like that, first of all, it's always it's Jesus they're comparing it to, not the beginning of creation. So when people want to say there's religions that predate Christianity or predate Judaism because, you know, ages, well, it doesn't matter if someone you know thinks the earth is 7000 or 7 billion years old. The point of the Bible is however someone does that math, that can be human error. The point is the story of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob starts with before anything existed, but God alone, right? So before there was a planet, before there was a cosmos. So however they want to say there's Chinese religions older than this, there's other religions older than this. That doesn't matter. That's how men do math. They can be wrong. But the origin of the story is in the beginning, God created everything. So before there was a planet, it's invoking this God. Sure, it's just a story. But at least the story says at the very beginning, before anything else was created, there was this God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So there's not a whole lot of religions that will say that. So out of like thousands upon thousands of people, want to say that severely narrows down the list, especially with okay. pantheons.
1: Okay. All right. So so that narrows down the list. All right. But how do how do we get evidence like to to, to just singularly say Yahweh and the, the things that we believe about? yahweh are true because i mean when i say we believe how about the claims that were made by the writers of the bible about yahweh how do we know that these things are true
0: so I'd say two things um don't want to take a whole lot of time but um one do we believe history right and you know like i think hitchens peace be upon him says extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence great george washington alexander the great these people they have pretty extraordinary claims but it's natural it's it's in the physical world um but there's only very few sources that talk about their life compared to you know yahweh the god of the bible old testament new testament doesn't matter there's there's many sources so they have very extraordinary claims but there's also a lot more people testifying to these claims so one just without any spiritual stuff just physically Mm -hmm. we have a lot of claims we have a lot of sources vetting those claims. And when people say give me a source that's not in the Bible, great, I'm going to use the whole Bible, like before everyone before people compiled all these independent writings into the Bible, because they're all talking about the same chip subject. These are all independent writers. And these are all independent works. So the Bible is a perfectly valid tool to use. I may need one minute people are at my door. Keep talking. We'll see if they figure it out. Yeah,
1: we're just swatting you. That's typical on this show. We swat all of our guests. Ah, 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 Don't ah, even ah. answer. They'll come in. They've got a battering ram. It's a delivery. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the God. Let's the, the God Yahweh, as he's described in the Old Testament. Um, have you noticed that
0: there's a difference in the clothing
1: made about him?
0: Ooh, you chopped up.
1: Oh, how about now? Can you hear me? Yeah, that's good. Okay, so the God, the God in in, in the Old Testament, Yahweh, um, the claims that are made about him by the writers in the Bible. Have you noticed that they don't always line up with the actions ascribed to him?
0: Hell, so. Oh, one second. Yeah, just let them in. Keep the yes. dog and cats all the way and let them in.
1: They have a warrant. You have to let them in. <laughs>
0: you still a sovereign citizen?
1: Oh, see, you're you're another person that keeps saying that. I'm not a sovereign citizen. That's a silly thing.
0: I thought you said that. But...
1: No, I no 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 no. I, I, I said that I agree with a lot of the stuff that they say. Like oh. a sovereign citizen <clears throat> the a misnomer. You can't be a sovereign and a citizen. That's silly. But um and <laughs> nice try to change the subject there. <laughs> but um
0: the God it,
1: as far as God goes, like th- a lot of the claims about him, like I don't want to presume that you believe in the omni god. But I, I kind of get the feeling that you might like uh, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. Uh, what's the other one? I don't know if the, if, if loving and omnibenevolent is actually one.
0: That's not biblical. That's not a thing.
1: Yeah, I didn't think that. That was thrown in there by by a lot of uh, Yeah, to the did. others. Yeah. Okay. How, how can that logically be possible? How can it not? How can it not? Okay. So. <clears throat> There's there's ways to look at this as far as predetermination and whether we have free will. So that's probably a good place to crack that that shell open. When you when you look at God, do you think that He gave us free will or is this just predetermined?
0: I think we have the ability to choose to follow or choose to reject this God. However, before we start down this road, though, I would say you know any of these positions can be fallible. So just because we all look at the scriptures. And I mean, that's why there's different denominations of Christian, because mm-hmm. in order to have this conversation, our premise has to be absolutely correct. Otherwise, we're you know some people may love a God because of in, un, incorrect reasons, or some people may not entertain this God also because of incorrect premises. So, sure, just with that yes. disclaimer. But yeah, I think we ultimately have the ability to choose to follow or choose to reject this God.
1: All right. So can so God knows everything? Right. Yes. And he has no limitations. Is there anything that he cannot do logically?
0: This is where people would say God can do whatever is logically possible. There's also things um, in the Bible that God says he cannot do, like he cannot lie. And then the debate is, well, is it he cannot lie because he legitimately cannot or because he will not? So he cannot lie because he will not lie or he cannot lie because he is bound to not have the ability to lie.
1: I wasn't going to ask about lying, although I have used that before. but I don't find it to be as productive as asking, can he learn? Can he take on new
0: information? That one just came up. And uh, philosophically, people will argue, as far as salvation, though, this moves the goalposts so far away from what the Christians actually think matters. It's just vapid speculation. I I personally believe... You know, I, I would fall on the side, and I can be wrong. God cannot learn, because if God knows everything, right. he he can't learn, but um, that's because everything is contained within him. Like, you know, the Bible makes the claim that I believe nothing was made that has not been made through Jesus. Okay. So and that
1: logically follows. That logically follows that if he already knows everything, he can't take on new information. That means all the information he has and his feelings on that information have been set for all times, since the, before anything. Like, he has always known the events that were going to happen and how he was going to feel about them, right? Because he's always felt the same way. His feelings can't change because there's no new information to be gained. So he cannot have an emotional reaction to things because he's not gaining new information. There's nothing to trigger an emotional reaction. He's always felt for all times, how he feels about the things that he was going to do. So when you see the Bible talking about events where he is, he observes something and, and becomes wrathful. I mean, this is obviously poetic license then with the, with the writers because they're ascribing to him an emotional reaction in response to stimuli that he couldn't possibly have learned. He would have always known it. You understand? That's why I say the way it's presented in the Bible, it makes the idea of him being this omni-thing less plausible because of his emotional reaction to new information.
0: I don't necessarily agree with that. Are we talking like just because we... My position is God can't learn. I would also say when he's vengeful or wrathful or has emotional reactions, that's also not poetic license. I would say, are we talking about, is it static or dynamic? Like, God knows all things, therefore he can't learn new information because he is all information. Is that static? Is it set? Or is it dynamic? Well, it would it need to be plain? static. It would need to be static. Oh, because, well, because would he, it be? Because I wouldn't necessarily he's got all, say all the something.
1: omnis. Now, you, you mentioned <clears throat> the other omnis, too. All right, so that means that there could not if he's everywhere there couldn't be new information to come about that he would not know if he knows everything he's already known it and since he's you know uh, eternal that means that he has always known it for all times and therefore would not have an emotional reaction that, that stemmed from a moment in time it would have it would have been for all time he would have simultaneously held these emotions about these events and will continue to for all
0: time can i give you like, a real life example right now yeah sure I've known for what, eight minutes that someone's been at my door trying to get in and every single, like every 30 seconds, because they're still standing in front of the thing, like moving stuff around, I keep getting a notification on my phone and it's buzzing in my ears and maybe yours too. I know this. I'm I'm omniscient. I know that he's going to be here for about five more minutes and I'm going to keep hearing this thing. Nonetheless, I don't have a new emotional reaction. I'm getting irritated that this is happening. I know it's been happening. I know it's going to continue to happen yet I still have my same reaction every time that beep goes off in my ears.
1: Okay, but you weren't aware when you were six that this was going to happen.
0: But if God was aware from the beginning of time that this was going to play out and you know billions of years from the beginning of time or whenever, he's going to create a planet, he's going to put Israelites on it, he's going to say, here's some rules, follow these, don't disobey. He knows they're going to break the rules and he knows he's going to get irritated by that and you know say, if you continue to do this, fully knowing the end result he's going to say if you continue to do this bad things will happen if you repent and come back to me good things will happen i'll restore you i'll heal your land and then when it actually plays out in a linear time timeline it's not like he what he didn't know he was going to get you know mad about them disobeying him and turning to a golden calf yet when it happens now his anger is playing out like i don't see i don't see how that's different like we're told in revelation like 13 or 19 like people talk about the crucifixion of jesus God has always known this is going to happen. It says, you know, it talks about before the foundation of the world, the lamb that was slain. So in some way, God has always known Jesus was going to sacrifice on the, himself on the cross for the sins of everyone. Yet, whenever that actually plays out in our timeline, the emotions, the feelings are still there. It's not like, oh, I've had time to process that. And now I'm I'm fine. You know, seeing my only son being murdered by his own creation. Um, I can imagine those emotions were still there playing out in real time, even though he full well knew it was going to happen.
1: Fair enough. Did you uh did you have
0: any questions for me? Uh yeah, I, I don't know um if I ever knew your really religious stance. I mean, I guess I thought you were a Christian. Um, I mean, it's been so long, I don't remember. But yeah, what I would, I
1: would say, I was a Christian.
0: Oh, I'm I mean, I'm not saying like one of the oh you're never really Christian. I actually don't remember. I mean, I think I remember you like were a Christian, but I didn't know like how to vow or what type. I was pretty or, much you know. a
1: fundy. Um, yeah, I was pretty much a fundy like, like Jesus rode a
0: dinosaur type stuff.
1: I was such a fundy that yeah that St T St Tommy had to convince me to to look at grace because I was I was almost legalistic uh, as a Seventh Day Adventist for a while and you know went through a, a lot of different uh, changes there but uh, then I went to open theism uh, more recently and I that w- was made more sense and if I was if I was to to return to Christianity it would probably be under the idea of an open theistic you know God. I don't know if you're familiar with open theism, but I am. But the more that I that I got into, like where the texts come from, their origin, and how they relate to you know other things in the past, and um, when things were were pinned, when it goes from being oral tradition to uh, like written tradition, and then the changes between uh, the Old Testament worship and and the God of the old Testament versus the personality and characteristics of Jesus. A lot of it just didn't make sense for me. And then by the time I got into reading about Marcion, um, I, I really, I really started to contemplate, you know, the Demiurge. I was like, yeah, that's, that's actually something I never allowed myself to, you know, conceive of before. Uh, and then, you know, I kind of just decided that nobody knows like everybody, it's just man's, need to try and and explain things and and find meaning i think that we all kind of instinctively think that uh you know there could be a god but we don't have a way to prove it and some people leave it there and or just assume since i can't prove it there is no god i guess i would be an agnostic um leaning towards theism because i don't know i have no knowledge in the gnostic term like i don't have any knowledge of the god like i couldn't tell you a whole lot about it in my own personal experience i can only tell you what i've read that other men have wrote about it that's all that's all i can do in my own personal experiences which is just no value to anyone else but me
0: well i mean in the scheme of things your your subjective knowledge people act like that's a bad thing like if it's a subjective relationship uniquely with your creator then everyone else doesn't matter um you know they matter as far as you know jesus says tell them tell them about me but that's it if they want to learn more then point them to jesus and let them talk to jesus himself um i mean if we can't ultimately prove stuff like if anyone's going to prove god to someone it's going to be god and you know while they're screaming about subjectivity subjectivity um, we make we live our lives by plenty of subjective stuff all the time so if you're truly someone who cannot trust yourself to make any decision whatsoever um and you're just sitting in a corner huddling all day like i don't know what to do i can't trust myself I need peer-reviewed papers to tell me how to cook eggs and get out of the house then god help you but that's not most of us so you know empirical evidence is great if we can have it but i mean you know testable repeatable things it's wholly unrelated it's a different category when we're talking about metaphysical like spirituality like stuff very much not related to this natural world um then i mean if it's subjective fine if you're someone who can generally trust your intuition like at my life experience i have a pretty decent head on my shoulders and i can point out where i've been wrong and where i've been stubborn to be corrected and where i'm like oh you know what i don't want to keep sounding dumb so uh, you know if this seems seems demonstrable that i was wrong i need to change um because i don't want to continue to be obstinate in the face of evidence um empirical where it applies let's in the
1: we got some questions for do you mind if I open it up and let's like Brojo and some of the other people come in and talk too? Because I, I can I can't keep up with the side chat questions and stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I'd just say for, for our ending of one on one time. Um sure. I would say Hopefully that, not
1: the last one on one we'll have
0: by Oh 18. no, I'm I'm good. I c I am good I can not believe like I do this all day, like Monday through Friday. I just didn't realize you were working in this corner of the internet. <laughs> but um <laughs> I'd say the ultimate point is one, if you believe people um are just lying i mean the bible doesn't give a lot of a whole lot of leeway like it it pretty much forces your decision so if you believe these eyewitness accounts lots of them um you know the things jesus did his birth his death his resurrection his empirical testable repeatable miracles he did he healed multiple people he made multiple people who were paralyzed not he made multiple people who were demon possessed not multiple people who were blind not so he did all these things so really the only thing you can say is like like the people who were there, they're like, wow, he really is the son of God. He really can do these miracles. I really do need to trust him to make me have eternal life. He says, he'll give it for free. So I need to do that. And now I guess I'm a Christ follower. Congratulations. Or you're like the other people in the story who can't deny it. So, you know, the Pharisees who, who didn't believe it, um, didn't believe Jesus was God. Well, they couldn't say he didn't do these miracles; everyone saw them. So they just said, "Well, I guess you're demon possessed. I guess you're doing this by the power of the devil." Because they couldn't deny it. The only other option you could really say is this is fan fiction, fanciful fanboy stories, and right. it's all it's all lies. Like it's all people uh, okay, who are. Okay, but in, it
1: doesn't necessarily boil down to just those those ideas. I mean, the Gnostics had their own idea about what uh, that, that you know. Some talked about. I think it was Marcion specifically talked about Jesus. His father really is the God, the source, but that was not Yahweh. Yahweh was basically uh, not the God, just the creative force. And so that Jesus, when he was talking about the God, or, or you know talking about you worship your father, you know, the devil. And then later on, when Paul talks about the God of this world, uh, I mean, i I can't I kind of feel like it's it's entirely plausible that Jesus could have been the son of the actual God, like the real source, because his behavior and Yahweh's behavior, his mercy, as opposed to Yahweh's vengeance and, and anger, um, Jesus even refused to to exercise judgment and punishment of laws that, that he's been given credit to writing. And he chastised the, the, the Pharisees and the Jews, the priests of Yahweh, for not knowing their ass from a hole in the ground, basically. But he didn't say those words, and maybe he did, I don't know. But they didn't record it. Maybe he said it over dinner. But anyway, <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's there's it. you can't just boil it down to it's either this or that. There is the possibility that Jesus is not referring to Yahweh necessarily or that the things that Jesus said that he you know, that are ascribed to him, that he really said. There's just a lot about Jesus that I don't know. And, and the Gospels don't quite harmonize. And a lot of them were were written based on Mark, like Mark and the writings of Paul and stuff. A lot of them were just, they ripped Mark directly and then added in things to kind of, I hate to say it like this, but to Hebrew it up. Because Paul's running around talking about leave all that Hebrew stuff behind. And then you've got the James gang over there uh, talking about, no, 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 no. Cut your, cut your, your dick skin off. You should.
0: Uh, well, I didn't get the point I was really going to make. I'll try to make that and Sorry. then shut up. But uh, first of all, I, I think Jesus is Yahweh. So he claims to be Yahweh. He claims to be God, the God of Abraham. Well, when
1: he says so, "I am that I am," or before Abraham was, "I am."
0: Yeah, all that. Uh, so you know, the the orthodox, traditional Christian belief, my belief, is Jesus is God. So there, there's no way around that. Jesus is not just a prophet or something like that, like others believe. I believe Jesus is Yahweh. Like you know, the Bible, right? That's where I'm appealing to. um You know, talks about how Jesus was com- is completely in nature God and took the form of a servant, came to Earth. And, you know, Emmanuel, his very name, like, you know, you're going to have a son. His name's going to be called Emmanuel. It's God with us. And uh, Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God, like Colossians 3. It's all over the place. So I don't know how people don't get the claim. uh, Jesus is claiming, at least, he is God. I mean, that's why he was murdered. That's why he was crucified. Um, Because those people certainly are like, well, you make yourself out to be God, not a God, the God, um, Yahweh. Anyways, but I'd say, yeah, what you said, so. I mean, you were a little more charitable than, you know, calling it lies, but you could say, well, you know, it was incorrect information or whatever. But whenever you said to Hebrew it up, like they were the Gospels were written to different audiences. Like Matthew was specifically written to Jewish people. So that may be why it sounds extra Hebrew up is because if you write that to a bunch of Greeks, they're not going to know or care about these Jewish traditions. Matthew is appealing so, so to the
1: Hebrews needed to continue to keep the laws. But the, the the Gentiles under Paul were like, yeah, we we're not under the covenant. We don't have to do that. We're just.
0: No that's no, what i'm saying at all to do the
1: laws. okay well help me
0: no no one has to do the laws i'm just saying that's why it sounds maybe more hebrewed up because like in matthew it will be geared toward a hebrew audience a jew a jewish audience so when it talks about the customs and traditions not saying you have to keep them but when it appeals to these customs and traditions Gentiles are going to be like, what are you talking about? I don't know about any of this stuff. Well, the Jew- Jewish audience is gonna be like, oh, you're talking about that feast day. Oh, you're talking about Shabbat. Oh, uh, oh, yes, I know that. So not saying that you have to keep the laws, just the manner of speaking. So like when Matthew is, is speaking to people who will actually be able to understand what he's talking about versus, you know, the others and like a, a lot of Paul's writings who, you know, Paul's is both, you know, he's the Jew among Jews and the Pharisee among Pharisees, but he was also in the Gentile war, like a citizen of Rome. So, you know, Paul talks a lot more to the Gentiles and he leaves out a lot of, you know, you could just tell he's not speaking specifically to a Jewish audience. So that, that would be the reason they're each speaking to a different audience. Like if I'm communicating to you right now, I have a certain way of talking to you. If I'm talking to, I don't know, someone else, um, I may speak to them differently. And I may not use the certain terms I'm talking about now because they're like, what are you talking about? I, I can't follow you. I don't know. But th- the point I actually wanted to make is at a certain point, the words on the page, right? And it doesn't matter if it was, it doesn't matter who wrote it or how it got there. Um, if it's true, it's true. So if, if like the most lying person on, wor- on the world wrote a treasure map and it was accurate, well, then it's accurate and there's buried treasure. So it doesn't matter about the authorship or how it got there. and i think we know how it got there but it, it doesn't matter for this the point is the claims are of this jesus the words in red right he says if you believe in him you'll never die seek him and you'll find them pray to him exercise faith in him so it's all pointing to jesus so it doesn't matter how the words appeared on the page if someone does that and they find it lacking i guess you have decent ground to not be a christian if someone reads those words and actually does what it says that's where a lot of people will find will find god or find jesus whenever i mean at a certain point you've got to stop doing everything the, and i don't mean just you but you know the you at a certain point stop doing everything the bible doesn't say to do like seeking out more religious leaders watching more youtube debates and do what it actually <laughs> says so when it says you know, seek me, you'll find me, pray directly to me. So pray to Yahweh, pray to Jesus in the Bible. Be like, look, man, I, I don't make yourself like foolish. I wouldn't, if you're questioning whether or not God exists, I wouldn't do it in the public square, but you know, get somewhere alone where it's no one else except yourself. And I wouldn't let pride get in the way. So if you think you're crazy talking to a God that you may not even think is there, don't let pride be a hindrance. Oh. Um, and i would say pray and seek jesus just how he says and if anyone's going to give you proof of his existence it's going to come from god himself not a lot of people talking about god um, so that's that's ultimately what i'd say well, Say do what the guy assuming,
1: says. am i still just assuming cuz like i've been praying lately like to whoever or whatever the god is to make himself clear to me like let me understand like introduce himself or herself or whatever Because I don't want to prejudge and do what I've been doing most of of my adult life, which is just assigning or ascribing the name Yahweh or Jesus to the God. Like making that assumption without ever asking, is that you? You know what I mean? Because just because I might pray to Yahweh, it doesn't mean that there's not a benevolent God who really doesn't seek all that worship or whatever, but would do good things for me because he loves me anyway. Right. I mean, that's that's conceivable just because I've heard people say, well, uh, the God I pray to, that's how I know that it's, it's, it's Yahweh that's out there because my prayers are answered. And that's who I pray to. But again, that doesn't follow either. Uh, um, oh, by the way, let me make some um, introductions real quick. Uh, Nate, this is Sammy over here. Muno Bras or uh, okay, yeah. and then we, then we have the uh, educated and repulsive Irenic lasian who's probably coming here to stir up some shit. Look at that look on his face. Look like a can of smashed assholes, don't you? You're muted.
2: Sorry, I don't know about the educated part.
1: Me either. I was just trying to give myself some justification for having you in here. But uh, what, what's itching your brain, sir?
2: Uh, I was just uh, interested in the conversation earlier. I caught a snippet of it uh, when uh, our brother was going through some of the revelation, what was uh, in the book of Revelation. And I don't know, I guess. I'm a Christian, but I, I have a disagreement on whether the Bible teaches that God knows the future. Like, I think he assumes that's one issue, but uh, there was a claim of the verse where the, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, you know, that verse. I think that's uh, a misinterpretation of the verse, actually. But anyways, uh, that was just one point, but you, you know those arguments, William.
0: Hey Armin, what's up? Is that PJ? Yeah, yes.
3: that's
1: PJ. That's Victor.
3: <laughs> hey
4: dude. Hey, morning. Morning, fellas.
1: So ironic, you're still you're still an open theist, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you and, and Nate would y'all are both Christians, but you have Nate doesn't <clears throat> think that God learns and you think that God does learn ironic what are the passages that you believe suggest that that your position more strongly than the omnigod
2: well i mean the biggest thing is the omnigod isn't in the pages of the bible i mean if you're talking about the god the simple god of classical theism
1: i mean well he says he knows the beginning from the end right he's the alpha the omega that would, uh, you know what nate what makes you think that God is the, the <laughs> does it Say that in the old Testament? Cause I'm really without a position here.
0: Well, there's one verse in the Bible that says God knows all things. Then we could talk about, does all mean all, I think all means all. Are you talking about first John? Sounds right. I mean, it just makes the claim. It's like a few words. It says, God knows all things.
2: Right. And the one chapter before that, it says that we know all things.
0: Also when Jesus says, you know, before Abraham was, I am, And uh, other people will talk about when he goes on and says, you know, talks about gods and says, isn't I said ye are gods. It's a similar type of thing. So does he mean Jesus is a small G God? I mean, so does it mean we know all things? Like, clearly, we don't know everything.
2: Well, maybe there's a context to what John was talking about when he was referring to God knowing all things. Yeah, I mean, Like, like, well, I just like, do you believe in the classical theism?
0: If we're talking about the same thing, sure. Like, I don't believe God knows, like, for example, I believe God knows every single thing that's going to happen just as it's going to happen. I don't believe God knows, like, you know, every possible potential outcome and one of those will happen. And like real time, he's like, oh, that's the one they picked. I don't believe that. I think he knows specifically what's going to happen.
2: Okay, uh, I'm a little confused. But so you don't believe in uh, omniscience as uh, classically understood where God, uh, you know, there's. Uh, no detail of what God knows will happen that will ever change.
0: Or there's no detail of what will happen that will ever change. What what God knows will happen. Like, If it's a prophecy
1: or something, is it, it, that you talking about prophecy? Because we can't know what God. No,
0: faces. no, I'm
2: talking about the classical uh, view of omniscience. Is that God knows the, the all of the future down to the finest detail and that like he knows it. That doesn't mean he causes it by his knowledge. I wouldn't argue that, but that's what I think the fact that the fact that he does know it, uh, that means the future is not changeable. It's it's set. The future is not open. That's the whole deal. That's why it's open theism.
0: Yeah. I think the first thing, the future is not going to change. Like God knows what you're going to do 10 minutes from now or a year from now. Like what already, about
2: 2,000 years from now? Does he know who will exist and who won't? I mean.
0: Yeah, I think he knows that.
2: And do you, Are you, is that based on something the Bible says about God, knowing those things? Or is this based on philosophical ideas?
0: Well, kind of what, well, the, the God knows all things. Like, I'm going to keep referring to that and we could talk about context. But like Will mentioned, you know, the Alpha and Omega, we can get into a little bit of that stuff. But it's the totality of the Bible. So, I mean, you know, I don't know how big of a Bible study we want to have. Um, well, I mean, let me ask you
2: this. Um, would, you, would you agree that God <clears throat> only knows what's, what's knowable? But everything. No, how would you agree that, that God can only know what he's able to know?
0: If we're saying he's able to know everything that's going to happen, sure.
2: Well, why wouldn't you just say <clears throat> God is able to know all things that are knowable? Would you disagree with that?
0: Well, because that implies there are things that aren't knowable that God wouldn't know. And that would mean he wouldn't know. And I would not agree with that.
2: Well, you wouldn't disagree on that because
0: of what the Bible says, though, would you?
2: Because now we can get in, We can get into Bible verses that show that God didn't know certain things at certain times.
1: I've got a question. I've got a question for Nate, if I can jump in here. Nate, <clears throat> if God, as mighty as he is was to lose track of a single molecule for 20 minutes. Even though he created everything, even though he has all the, the, the other powers, but if he had lost track of one molecule for, let's say, 20 minutes, it slipped his attention, making him not completely omniscient, even if just, just for 20 minutes and that's the only time it ever happens. Would that make him any less of a god?
0: Under that scenario, if that were to happen, we could talk about sustenance. So if God somehow lost track of that molecule, that molecule would no longer exist. Like if it takes God's sustaining it, like nothing was made that's been made, you know, through Jesus. So if for some reason God was not sustaining that whatever molecule we're talking about or it slipped his mind, that molecule would not exist because it doesn't right, have the, God sustaining it.
1: I guess what I'm getting at is, is to do the things that are attributed to God, would he need necessarily to have all the omnis In order for for him to to do these things, would he need to first have extensive knowledge, exhaustive knowledge of past, present and future? Would he need to be omnipresent and be in all things everywhere at all times? Um, Let's see. We didn't know it. And would he have the power to do anything that, that, that was conceivable?
0: So if I, if I think what you're saying, like, w- would he have, like, I think there's lots Does
1: he, of... Is that required to be the God, all of those things? If he was uh, short in <clears throat> any of those, let's say he's not omnipresent, okay, but he has all the other things. He's uh, omniscient and uh, omnipowerful or omnipotent. Would he cease to be God if he's not omnipresent?
0: Yeah, so so there's, there's some things of that. One, when you say, would it be absolutely necessary? There's lots of leeway. There's lots of things, I believe, in traditional Christianity, believes that God... Could be or could not be, and he wouldn't cease to be God. Um, so it just comes down to what is actually true. Uh, so, so there's lots of things like theologically, there would be problems if God wasn't omnipresent. Then whatever, wherever he was not omnipresent, under the Christian paradigm, that thing would not exist because it has God has to be present to be sustaining it. And if God wasn't present, that thing wouldn't exist. So uh, there are some things that under the Christian paradigm, God has to be. But not everything like, you know, you could say God doesn't know everything like someone could probably argue a scenario where uh, God would not be truly omniscient and he would still be God and things Mm -hmm. would still, you know, maybe function. Um, So there's a lot of leeway there when we talk about must he some things under the paradigm. Yes, he must. Um, Other things, perhaps not. Um, But it falls down to what does the Bible make the claim and what do you believe?
1: Okay, but uh, the, the writers of the scriptures make a lot of claims, but then the behavior of the God of the Bible doesn't match the claims being made. For instance? Well, first, if he has all knowledge, then he wouldn't need to learn anything, but then God does learn the things. He actually sends uh, angels to investigate the claims about Sodom and Gomorrah to find out if they're true. Now, this is just the way the, the writers uh, put it down maybe they're speaking with poetic license maybe they're 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 being metaphorical or symbolic but what they write which is all we have is that god needed angels to investigate something to find out if claims that he had heard or information he gained was true or not
2: not necessarily needed but he did do it go ahead i would agree with that
1: Okay, so why would he do that if he already knew the answer? Why would he investigate to find out, to gain information on whether the claims were true? And do we disregard the writer's perspective here?
0: Well, that's one of the things that goes into the void of we could spend 15 minutes and come up with tons of reasons why that most of us could say, if that's true, then sure, we agree. We just have no idea if it's true. So to, so to presume the mind of God where the Bible is relatively silent... Um, I mean a couple things off the top of my head either this is you know like you said poetic license or it's from the writer's vantage point it's from the writer's perspective or it's um... hello hi
1: you told me to do that okay okay i didn't mean interrupt everybody all right thank you you got it in thank you all right go ahead nate sorry
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, could i ask nate a question um what Do you believe, uh, like, do you uh, appeal to anthropomorphic language um, to um, maybe escape some of these issues?
0: Not really. I think, I I mean, give me a verse. We'll talk about it. But, I mean, hermeneutics is important. God repented
1: of making man.
0: Yeah, and no. I, I I don't buy that. Like, you know, we're also, there's a verse somewhere I think it talks about, like, God can't repent. And then... I believe I can look that up in a second, but it's like assuming I'm I'm remembering correctly. There's a verse that talks about how God can't repent, and then right here it says God repented. Then are the writers? Oh. So you're, talking, you're talking. I think you're about talking about, Balaam, about Balaam,
1: Balaam, lying. Balaam, the false prophet, is the one you're quoting, and he said, "Is God a man that he should repent?"
0: Perhaps. Uh, but I would say, then do we have the writers who can't get on the same page enough and all the people who put this Bible together who are like, well, here's contradictions just seeping in. And uh, I guess no one in thousands of years has caught it um, or they have a very different understanding. So our, our ultimate job, I mean, besides praying directly to Jesus and seeking out God and this eternal life, the ultimate point of the Bible, when we're trying to understand the text, it's not to how to understand it through the lens of 2023 America. It's how to understand the author's intent. So, however, they meant, and people will have different interpretations of that. But that's still the goal. So, even though we come up with different ideas of what the author really meant, the goal should be: what did the author really mean? And then you get. Do you
2: think the author? Do you think the author of Genesis felt that God uh, regretted making mankind after after making them?
0: I don't specific. I don't exactly know what the author what the author thought. I mean I could, I mean well what
2: is a, I mean do, the story is pretty plain I mean if you just read it God is the, the men have become so wicked this is you know that he's sorry that he made them and he's going to destroy them all
0: but right then is that repented in the same way we do
2: okay but let me ask you how does that uh, scenario fit with a God who knew uh, everything in advance? It seems like he it took him by surprise. This uh turn mankind took.
0: Well, I don't think so at all. Because, like we both mentioned, the revelation is at nineteen that from the foundation of the world, it talks about the Lamb that was slain. So I believe God no, it's always. 18, okay, I believe God always knew the end state, just like He knew before before the Republic. right. But
2: you're misunderstanding that verse. You're you're appealing to a verse that doesn't say anything like you, what you want it to say. That's my that's my. Uh, answer to that appeal right there in revelation well can you pull up the verse and show me what you mean what what this verse is telling you
0: uh yeah quickly before i do i'll say in some way i'm not saying exactly this for that but in some way god always knew jesus was always going to be the sacrifice from the beginning before anything was done the point is so when he 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 wasn't surprised Well, well that's that's my point hang on so to address your more immediate point so from the beginning God always knew angels were going to rebel and get kicked out of heaven. And he always knew Adam was going to disobey. Can he you show me knew.
2: where can you show me where angels ever rebelled prehistory in the Bible?
0: What do you mean prehistory in the Bible?
2: Yeah, that you think there was a rebellion of angels. I don't think the Bible teaches that.
0: It does kind of show when there was a war and like a third of heaven got kicked out. Yeah, it does. Okay,
2: what well, yeah, but you, and when when did that occur? In the first century?
0: No, it doesn't. Say you're when appealing
2: it, to us. You're appealing to a story that puts the fall at the time when Jesus is
0: on Earth. Go ahead. How, how? totally disagree. It doesn't give a timeline. Yes, it does.
2: It uh, you're appealing to G- Revelation 12.
0: Yeah, that's where
3: I was going to go. If it's in Rez, uh, Rez, uh, Revelation, then that's kind of like retconning it. If it's not in Genesis, then we can't go with it. What? There's
2: no, no in Wait. Revelation yeah. it talks about it gives the history of Jesus there, where the 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 man child is born, and then you know this, this so now we know where in the context of history this is happening, and then the angels are are cast out of heaven. All right, ironic. Go ahead. You
1: start getting all high pitched and <laughs> loud and whiny. I no, twenty percent off the top. Okay, but I I have a question then, if because maybe I'm mistaken, but. Are you saying that the only place that it mentions the fall of, of any of the angels is in um, Revelation? There's, no, there's no scriptures of a mm. fall prior predating that date. Is that what you're, you're saying?
0: Like when Jesus says, I saw I'm Satan saying the fall Bible from doesn't heaven like you. lightning. Like well, when but, Jesus says, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning.
1: Well, and not only that, you have yeah. the book of Enoch, too. The book
0: yeah. Of yeah, yeah,
2: and what about Job? What about Job was uh, in the book of Job was Satan in heaven?
1: No, he was walking around on the earth to see who might. He
2: might. Hold on. The sons of God were gathered up and, and there was Satan among them. And God said, Hey, what do you think about Job here? So, you know, he's right in, you know, right up there with the counsel of God, you know, and God's telling him, Hey, go do this, go do that. So this is Good obviously point. before. Okay. Then Jesus says, I saw Satan cast from heaven. Okay. When did that occur?
0: So it could be Job, right? So look at Job, like, the Bible, and I think this is where we get in trouble when we perhaps falsely read into things. So, and when we can go to job, I'm in the middle of pulling up like three other things you wanted. But whenever <laughs> it says, God says, and all the way, by the way, does God also not know? He's like where have you been? I'm so dumb. I don't know stuff. Or is God like, yeah, I know exactly where you are. I'm watching you from heaven. He's like, Oh, I just been going around to, and yeah, fro. no one
2: disagrees with present knowledge. God okay. has absolute okay. present knowledge and he knows men's hearts in the present and he knows their motivations. And that's how he can shape history as he wants it because he can use the individuals that he needs and, you know, put them in circumstances that, you know, are advantageous to God working out his purpose.
0: That's easy. Well, right. But the point is, when people read but he into have things to know like, the future, irrelevant. I'm making a wholly different point. I'm saying the language is where people would like to pick that apart in other places and say, like, oh, God's asking questions. Does he not know? Like, where he says, where have you been? Like, why didn't he just say, I know you've been walking around earth? Or, like, Adam, like, where have you been? Why did you hide from me? Things like that.
2: Okay. But, what but, we, but can, it, what, we can accept grammatical or, you know, these kind of uh, rhetorical tools in
0: language. That's no problem. So the point I was trying to make is it doesn't. You're reading into it to say like you know Satan's just cool with God and hanging out in heaven and the fall hasn't happened yet. I fully believe, and maybe this is me reading into it, but there's a disagreement. It's not set in stone, but I believe Satan has already been kicked out of heaven. That's why he is not hanging out in heaven, worshiping God, his creator, because he he ha- he's walking around on earth. He's doing these things. So it doesn't say he comes back up and is all buddy with God. It says he. Were, co- where did you? I've got to be allowed to make the- a point every now and then. I okay, already
1: let him, let him finish, man. Too. It talks about, you know,
0: he comes up to heaven and that doesn't mean he's in God's good graces. So maybe he's only outside of the pearly gates. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But to read into it and say he's totally a good angel and good rapport with God, that's reading into it. And I think wrongly.
2: Right. And speaking right. of reading into it, don't you think you're reading into the fact that Satan is a created angel that was created uh, perfect or this kind of thing?
0: You could make that case, but I would say, biblically speaking, that has a lot more substantiation, like when it talks about God is the creator and Jesus created everything. So, I mean, you could you could try to say it's reading into it, but there's a lot more biblical evidence to stand on. So if Jesus creates all things and Satan is not Jesus, Satan has to be a created being.
2: I wasn't talking about the fact that Satan was created. I would, you know, I think all Christians would agree that God is a creator. If anything exists, God created it. It's the fact that what you think Satan was created as, this is what I'm saying, you, you think he was created a, a perfect angel and he fell from some position. I believe the Bible teaches that Satan was created exactly as he was, as a tester, to, to, as a tool, and that God was going to get rid of him in the end because he was just a tool. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, like the Hasatan. I mean, that would be in line with Judaism. I mean, well, maybe you a little, took a, a view a little different. But, I mean, they believe, like, Satan is doing exactly what he's supposed to do. He punches in the clock and goes and tests people. And he's not uh, at war with God. Why would he, you disagree he, with that? With why Satan's not really a bad guy?
2: Maybe an amoral creature.
0: Because the Bible says the devil's a roaring lion who goes about seeking who he can devour, and he wants to lie, cheat, and steal. So, I mean, that's another thing right. of not reading into it. That's where you have to say the Bible is not correct when but it specifically if calls God, out. If God, hasatan, created,
2: if God created Satan as that liar and that tester, what's for the fault in God if he wanted his human beings tested?
0: Go ahead. Well, you have to assume yeah. that premise is correct. And real fast, can I kind of back up real fast, Will? Um, so yeah. talking about how Revelation, you were talking about Revelation 12, 9 and 7, or 12, 7 and 9, how it talks about the dragon was thrown down. You've also got Isaiah 14, 12, and 15, Ezekiel 28, 12, and 19, and Luke 10 and 18 that I talked about, Satan falling okay, from heaven. So the,
1: the, these so these are evidences in the Old Testament prior to Revelations being written that angels were cast out of heaven. So we we can can we all agree on that then? that it's No. Also in, you don't agree that. All right, so we need to go no, into this the reference is to men.
2: Yeah. It tells—I'm oh, sorry, but wait, in Isaiah wait. and—
1: Okay. Wait, 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 wait. First, I, I want to welcome Hillary's and Sparkle and Vic and Space Cadet. and um, Hillary's, you've got a good question or, or a good point up here. Um, Nate, do you see the, the comments that I've got here on the screen?
0: Uh, I just tapped out. Um, let's see. Can't, God can't tolerate sin in his presence, so Satan must have been sinless perfection at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think every, everything was, all the angels were sinless, and they had the will to rebel. Okay, but, so but and that is up
1: but, until the point where Isaiah. I'm sorry, go ahead, Hillarys.
3: But but my my quote was um, that was after you said that Satan was cast out of heaven and he was like sneaking back in to God's presence, even though he wasn't in His good graces. But if he's in God's presence, he must be sinless perfection.
2: Hillarys. How does that not uh, have a conflict with the uh, idea of God's omniscience or omnipresence?
3: If if okay, so all the angels are hanging out on Earth. Is that your claim? No. God, how God it that
2: God cannot uh, uh, cannot abide being around sin or whatever? When God's That's presence, good I, I understand
3: your point and I okay. don't disagree with it. But in this context, where it's saying that. There is a council, you know, of the sons of God up in heaven and that Satan was among them. Then, Mm -hmm. you know, that isn't just omnipresent. That is he's he's inviting Satan. Yeah. Let's come. I'm not
2: not the one making that omnipresent.
1: Can we can we can we open the, the omnipresence thing up? Because I don't know. Does it say that he's omnipresent? Because that puts him in hell, too. That puts him in the middle of every bad thing as well as good thing.
0: Well, yeah. So. I would be more curious like i know that's a common trope in christianity like you know sin can't be in the presence of god or vice versa but no i believe like if god wasn't like in hell then hell wouldn't exist wherever god's not it doesn't exist like we're told in in, we're told in hell like we're told first of all it's a place prepared for the devil and his angels so i don't believe the devil i I mean i don't believe the devil is going to be like throwing pitchforks at people necessarily i believe they're going to be tortured god is going to be the one punishing the devil and his angels and whoever else is there so i believe god will be but very why present. they were just yeah, that, doing their not, job? But,
3: but, but that's inaccurate to what you said hell isn't prepared for satan and his angels the lake of fire is hell, okay. you think if, if, hell if we just mean, mean Sheol, everybody goes to sleep until you know they're
2: right we're talking about the lake of fire the judgment uh, okay. aspect.
3: <clears throat> right i just want to make sure that we keep our terms clear because it gets very confusing But
2: this is why if you hold to the biblical view of annihilation and not eternal conscious torment, you see that the the lake of fire is just the dustbin of history. And of course, from the very beginning that Satan and his angels were meant to go there because God would be done with them. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Okay. But wait, wait that too. He's created these beings. uh, He's put them to a a task to test us. They do the task and then he's done with them. So they're just disposable, even though they didn't do anything wrong.
2: Yeah, because just like death was thrown in, death and Hades thrown in the lake of fire, and we read just after that, death was no more. So we can assume everything thrown in the lake of fire is no more. Go ahead. Well, can
1: we assume that it's just the position of tester and, and, and de- de- deceiver or whatever that is being thrown away, rather yeah, than the just... actual beings that did nothing? Oh,
2: well, no, I don't God think orders. so. I don't think we need to assume that. That's doesn't, it's not what's per- portrayed. Oh,
1: well, okay. <laughs>
2: It's not what it's not what's pictured.
1: I'm just trying to get the just the just nature of God out of this too, and the benevolence yeah. and all that as we're talking about all these possibilities.
2: Yeah. So think of the devil as amoral tools, like a revolver in somebody's so hand. So a
1: machine. Let's talk it. We'll call yeah. it a machine. Then it's not actually it's, a, a living, thinking thing. It's just following a program to test. It's,
2: it's amoral
1: creature. Yeah. God For the record, I disagree any, with all it, of that. It all sounds pretty new age and funky, um, it.
0: Meet open theism. Why
1: would they? Hey,
2: <laughs> hey,
1: that's not Irenic Doesn't speak for all open theists. Please don't do that.
2: Of course, I speak for myself only. Yeah.
1: Okay, Halsey, I heard you pipe in. Oh, oh Halsey,
2: um, if
5: um, if they were created for that purpose and and fulfilled their purpose as predicted, well, why did they need to be punished? Couldn't they just have been like? allowed to um be freed retire. of their past yeah retire put out to pasture basically
2: it's an annihilation process i believe that's what i'm su- i'm suggesting
3: so they're disposable. It's, it's
2: not it's not a punishment
1: okay priests? so so now we've got irenic answering i i get it ironic. We, we heard no, you say you disagree oh, possibly- though nate what do you
0: Oh, I disagree with almost everything I've heard. So, no, I don't think the devil was created to be a tester. I think he was created to be, you know, a very prominent angel that we get from the Bible, and he, pride, was his fall. Ironic, huh? So, pride was the devil's fall, and he wanted to set him up, uh, himself up on the throne and be God, and that's what caused the rebellion. This has nothing to do with being a good little tempter, a good little tester of God's creation. This had everything to do with pride, and a war broke out in heaven, and a third of the angels decided to side with this dude, Um, and they fell. That's the answer. So um, I think, uh, yes, the lake of fire, colloquially, we usually mean hell, but we mean the lake of fire, um, even though we say hell. Um, Yes, so they're getting their punishment uh, because they weren't just doing their purpose, they rebelled against their purpose, um, and they're being punished forever for that. So if people want to reject this god and they find themselves there, then that's where they've thrown their lot in. Amen. So don't do that. It's, not
5: that. it's not that different from the the story of the, you know, the the tree in in the garden for Adam and and Eve. Um, they disobeyed I mean, and they fell essentially. But, you know, I thought the angels were sinless. If they were in a, in a state of of sinlessness, does that mean that? I mean, to me, that means that they have no nature in them to sin. And if rebellion is sin, why, how did that happen?
0: They were sinless until they weren't.
1: So they were, they were able no, they to. Be
5: sinful.
1: No, they chose to do that. They, they made a decision outside of God's will. To, hold on. They made a decision outside of God's in, intended will to do this thing that God did not suspect they were going to do. Did he surprise so, them um, or did hmm. they surprise him? oh you're asking me yes sir yes sir
0: no i don't think it was god i don't think god was surprised i think he knew what was going to happen and <laughs> so
6: wouldn't you say that the purpose was to rebel if god so and so it happen maybe
0: he's the one who caused it maybe no.
3: not purpose but logical entailment
0: well no that's like what people like someone in the comment just said it went away someone wanted to say like um so God is the creator of good and evil. I don't think he's necessarily you know, it says like I create evil, but it means calamity. Um, and the King James is the only one you'll see the word evil. It means calamity in the in the root. But mm-hmm. so God well, doesn't calamity, God does, No, it's sorry. You, you could associate, it's synonymous with chaos a lot more than evil. So um, God creates chaos, like maybe the Tower of Babel, how he confused people. And you wouldn't say that's necessarily evil. You would say it's chaos. It's calamity. Like no, every, no one was, everyone was running whichever way. It's
5: chaos for a purpose, though. But, I mean, well, it's not just random chaos for fun. It's
0: chaos I, for a purpose. I'm about to lose my train of thought here. So the thing I was actually trying to speak to was just because God knows someone is going to do something doesn't mean he forced them to do it. God knew Pharaoh was going to harden his heart. He didn't force him to do it until like eight times Pharaoh hardens his heart. And then it says, okay, I'm going to harden your heart now. So just because God knows some violent crime is going to happen in the next 20 minutes is wholly different from God forcing that violent crime to happen. He's like, no, your purpose is to recognize me and turn from your ways, repent, and believe the gospel. That's your purpose. But if you don't want to follow your purpose, if you want to choose to do evil, God's not forcing them to do evil. It's what they always would have done.
2: Can we get
3: back so they had no choice.
1: Thing? Huh? She said, so they have no choice.
5: If that's all, if, the, if that's what they have always would have done, um, it's like they're just written into a story and they're just going through the motions of their characters. I mean...
0: Well, right, but that, it, does that mean they never had a choice? I, I, I like this point. It's a little bit of a head trip, though. So if we're looking on a linear timeline and, you know, people will say, like, God is outside time, whatever. But I think we can all agree under the christian paradigm no matter how you view god like if he knows the end from the beginning he knows stuff we don't know so he's not bound to some like chronological linear time so if i choose to do something 10 minutes from now i i may be presented with a a choice 10 minutes from now that i don't even know yet but in some way i'm still responsible for my choice because i believe before i was even created before i was a little baby i uh, somehow i've already made all of my life choices that i'm going to make God didn't force me. I've already made all the choices. And then when I actually am born, I've already made all the choices. So you could say, well, you're forced to do it because you have no choice now. No, the time I was able to choose my choice was in times past, way, way back. And now I'm just playing out the choice. So have the fact you that met you Richard the, Madsen? Uh, hang on. Uh, I'm trying not to break my brain. Sorry, so the fact, that, the fact that we don't have a choice in what we're going to do 10 minutes from now because it's already been done, we're still responsible because we've already made that choice. Maybe not right now, but way, way, way long ago. Okay. No, I haven't met him.
1: Yeah, that's good. I i want to introduce you guys. Um but anyway, I'm, I'm sorry I interrupted at an opportune time there.
0: I got it out. Right well, uh, Hope you followed.
3: Well, I'm am agreeing with what you're saying, but um I want to circle back to so we know that in Revelation there was somebody had a vision about the third of the angels falling, but in Ezekiel and Isaiah and all these old Old Testament it says that satan came to earth from heaven you know that was because he's god of this earth so that's not really a casting out of heaven it's more of an appointment to a position and it doesn't say just because he was cast to earth doesn't mean that a third of the angels were so i think we're getting too much
0: well there's a couple things so one in revelation 12 like even though i mean irenec and i we just disagree like Mm -hmm. he thinks that's a future event i think myself in traditional christendom would say this is talking about events past in times past. We, we don't know how far past, billions, trillions, it doesn't say. But we believe it's a past event that this happened. And like the others, like he was saying, it was talking about man. I would agree part of that because it specifically mentions, where was it? Was it Babylon and some of the other kingdoms of this world? But we believe that's a dual meaning. We believe that's like a dual prophecy and a, a dual event that's happened, uh, happening to man and happened in the past. Um, and the other thing you said... Oh, where it calls, calls Satan the God, like little G, God of this world. Mm-hmm. There's no honorific title. There's no like, um, I mean, that would be, I would say that would be reading into it to say like, well, God just made him little God of this planet and he's just doing his job. That's severely reading into it. It says, you know, Satan is the God of this earth, which means he holds great power and influence. But to say that God's super cool with that and that's the way God wants it set up is reading into it. And I believe, you know, it's like a deed of the house like I, I believe when adam you know god gave him the shiny new earth and said be a good steward don't disobey me you know here's one thing not to do don't do this one thing have fun here's the deed to the planet and then when god did the one thing and believed this lie of the serpent he effectively just signed the deed of the earth over so that's why satan has this power and satan has this influence which is funny no one wants to blame satan like we want to take the parts of the bible and use it against God when it suits their purposes, about how evil God is and stuff like that. But no one wants to also consider under the paradigm Satan is like the ultimate evil opposition to God and he just gets a free pass. That's well,
3: I'm I'm right. I'm Marcionite, so I actually believe that Yahweh is the evil one. And oh. that, that when they when they talk about Satan in the old testament, they're talking about, you know, who John calls uh you know the light bringer, Jesus.
0: Yeah, I mean wow. we could talk about the morning star, right? And is that like a mock uh, I believe it's like a mock morning star when it talks about, you know, Satan, you know, the morning star. I believe it's like a foe. Okay. It's like the it's I would like agree the, with that. I agree uh, with that. And I'd say it's like the Antichrist. Um so you know it's like a it's false Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well mirror and uh, opposite. Okay.
1: Hold on, hold on. Alright, quick you get comment. No, no, you can't. Okay. No, you can't because this is like the third time that Brojo's has typed this in the side chat for for Nate, and I, I'm gonna yeah, give no, him I, that respect, even though Brojo should join himself. But uh, who yeah. tempted? This is for Nate. Who tempted the angels to disobey? How does one tempt, or how does one sin without temptation? Go.
0: That's a good point. So, one people ask that how will how will humans how will, how will we not sin because God declares in the end like after i i'm addressing this like you know after revelation when all the christians are hanging out in heaven with god forever there's not going to be any more sin everything's going to be fine and great forever so then you think well in times past how how is that true because if the angels lived in a place where there was no sin how could they have possibly sinned <clears throat> and if so then after revelation happens and the christians are in heaven how can how can the christians be in the presence of god and never ever sin for the rest of time Because that's how it was with the angels until it wasn't. Well, there's a little bit of a difference in angels and humans. Um, I mean, there's quite a bit of a difference in angels and humans. But whoever tempted Satan to first sin, I'd say, however much you can gain from Jeremiah, how it talks about, you know, who will listen to the heart? Like, your heart is deceitful and wicked above all else. Who can know it? So is there any way that we can apply what we know about the human condition to angels? I don't know. Like, we're told that we're created a little lower than the angels. So compared to the rest of creation we're pretty high in the food chain so is there anything that could be derived from that and applied to the angels i don't know but then we're told outright that pride was satan's fault so if you're just looking at the biblical evidence there was nothing that tempted satan except him him from himself so pride was his problem so to say there is an external source of temptation the most evidence we have biblically is it was all internal and it was all from satan's pride pride comes before the fall i mean you know Secular people I, say that.
2: Can I, oh. I make a brief comment? All right, go ahead. Okay, so Nate, it seems to me that what's going on here is that certain people uh, read certain things into the text, and you read certain things into the text, and you have a better reading into the text than others. Is that fair?
0: Uh, what's fair is we all have our opinions, and there are some things, which coincidentally the most important things about the Bible— Are the most difficult to mess up so when we're talking about satan and angels and eschatology and and stuff like this there's a lot more a lot less the bible says about it because it's not nearly as important in the hierarchy of god stuff um so what is fair to say is we all have our interpretations and um yeah i mean obviously i believe what i believe is the most correct and if i didn't i would change my beliefs i would change my outlook to coincide with what i think is most correct and you're doing the same like i don't think we can talk to anyone well to to finish answering the question yes i don't think we can talk to anyone that's going to say no i believe in i believe information i think is incorrect if they believe something is incorrect they'll change it so what can be fair is you read the text one way i read another way we could both say i mean i don't know your position but mine is to try to be as close to biblically accurate as i can and if that's what you would say too then we just have you know
2: differences i would just okay so I, i won't out of going through this but um you know i would just go to i would point out in isaiah 14 if you read the beginning of the chapter and ezekiel 28 we read the beginning of the chapter you see exactly who the verses who the following chapter is about and people have uh, like yourself i think have trouble uh, you know with this poetic language that's used and they think oh my god this must be satan they're about instead of just elevated language speaking about the prince among men who god is judging but uh, and i'd wait. say that's clearly you reading into that text irene
1: can you refresh dude oh, i maybe.
0: think god's doing that to him
1: uh, yeah <laughs> before someone assumes you've been cursed can you refresh because you are choppy both
0: okay well did you get the gist of what i said i oh. did yes yeah yeah. Yes. yeah it was just painful and we just disagree sorry but i, I get what you're saying Uh, damn, did
1: you
0: comment on that, Nate? uh yeah do you hear me
1: yeah i i just don't yeah I, I hear it yeah i
0: hear what he says and, i mean we just disagree okay <clears throat> so did you, and, and, you know when you look at the totality of scripture like you know it's not just isaiah but I mean, I, I totally agree. It's natural. It's talking about a prince. It's talking about a kingdom. But it's also talking about more, not unlike, you know, what we'd say is like dual prophecies from uh, Isaiah, Daniel, Jeremiah. Like we believe, believe they have dual meanings, which goes to your earlier stuff earlier. Why a lot of the Jewish people didn't believe Jesus was Messiah is because they didn't get uh, the, the dual meaning that so many of the other early Christians who were Jewish also did. Um, so they're like, no, it's just talking about a natural kingdom. It's just talking about this, How do you know and they discount there? they discount that it could be a dual meaning.
1: Ironic, you're still. How do you choppy? know about this dual meaning? Ironic, you're still choppy. You need to refresh.
0: From looking at the totality of Scripture, like we went from Jeremiah to Isaiah to Ezekiel all the way to Revelation, and that's why. So we don't just take isolated verses. I mean, that's that's kind of what cults do um how do i say you're in a cult without saying you're in a cult <laughs> but i mean we don't just take isolated verses we take all the scripture in totality so that's why so we see we see things um not to get too woo but you know jesus talks about you know my sheep will hear my will know my voice and in revelation or um he says you know the holy Spirit's going to be with you and lead you into all truth and understanding so we believe that's how you have this spiritual discernment paul talks about in first corinthians 12 i think And he talks about spiritual discernment and the wisdom of man. So I think if you just read with the wisdom of man, our own eyes, our own trained intellect, then you're going to just read it prima facie. You're going to read on its face and and that's it. Um, And without going tinfoil hat, you can read this with spiritual inspiration, with spiritual discernment. And you're like, oh, these things stand out. Oh, these things stand out. And it's like one of those like conspiracy murder boards with all the red tape. And it's like, this fits here, this fits here, this fits here. Like, you know, we used to think those people are crazy. Tur- turns out they're more, more right than not. I mean, depending on the subject in 2023, but I mean, it, it's not unlike that, not, not to get like super tinfoil, but you just see it's like puzzle pieces fitting together. And, you know, the, the counter to that would be you're brainwashing yourself. You're making things fit where you have to have them fit. Um, my counter counter would be, I don't have to have anything like I, the have twos are death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Eternal life through Him, faith in Him, Uh, Jesus is resurrected, He's ascended. That's it. That that's about the nutshell of the must-haves for Christians. Um, So all this other stuff, I think I have. I think Christians have a safeguard against any of these. Have to fit together and have to use mental gymnastics, because I can take it or leave it. If I didn't believe it was true, it'd be like, well, it's not true. How, just is it just, be...
1: how is it just that we even need that, the, the knowledge of what Jesus did and all that? Well, how is it just that we, because it's so debated, it's such a cluster when you try to suss out from one denomination to the next, from one religion to the next. Uh, why is it, why would a God need us to believe anything? We are, we're peons. Why does it matter what we think?
0: What if God has a, tur- uh, you know, God has heaven, God hangs out where God hangs out? And Jesus says, he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father without him. And, you know, it talks about how Jesus is the door that everyone has to go through. Um, we don't necessarily believe Jesus is a wooden door. But if it requires faith, like what if, um, you know, there's a Christian and non-Christian. One has faith in Jesus. Therefore, when they leave, this metaphor, metaphysical doorway, gateway, whatever, access to heaven exists. And, you know, that's the bright light at the end of the tunnel. And they're like, oh, for you, you've exercised faith in Jesus. For whatever reason, faith is the currency. You believe God is, therefore, this gateway exists. All right, congratulations. Uh, Yeah, go on, And and if you don't believe, then for you, this gateway does not exist. So what if, and, you know, I believe for whatever reason, God could just be like, okay, um, I'm going to come, I don't know, whatever happened. Come down from heaven to earth, walk around, do miracles. But you see what happened when that happened. Still, there were plenty of people who didn't believe. So for whatever reason, God doesn't do it a different way. If the way God does it is, you have to, here's a doorway. It's free. Anyone who wants it, anyone who can confess Jesus is Lord and believe in him, this doorway, this gateway will be available to you and you can come be reconciled to me forever. If you don't believe that, the gateway doesn't exist. Okay, so if God's trying to, yeah.
1: how is that different from, <clears throat> from just saying, all right, I, I believe there's a God and I think he's got it figured out and he's sorted it out? I may not know the details, but I just think he's got it sorted out. Why do I need to know the specifics that Jesus did what he did? Why can I not just trust instinctively that the creator or whoever set this all up has it figured out and knows that I'm an ignorant human and that I'm just doing the best I can, but I but it would be foolish for me to lie to myself and pretend that I know things that I don't.
0: Well, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you wouldn't be necessarily saying, you you know, like empirically, but I would say, exercise faith in jesus get to heaven hang out with jesus and then ask him that question that's a great one
1: no no, no see that i don't that okay that felt like a cop-out but i, I you know mean it was saying, a little
0: tongue-in-cheek but it's not wrong like i don't know i don't know why it is this way i don't know the mind of god so it would be but think lying. about it it is the
1: same thing it is the same thing to to, to say that that i believe that the god figured <clears throat> out a way to solve all this and it's probably beyond my understanding all the details so you know that would include that the, the, the whole Messiah thing, just because I don't understand it or that I may not know that it happened, I can just trust that whatever he decided to do, he he, he had it figured out. Why do I need to know the specific thing about Jesus in order for God to to to, to, to want me in heaven? Just, no, no change in my character, no change in my person, just this little bit of information about how God did this one thing. I don't need to know all of it, just Jesus died, rose from the dead, now I'm good for sin. Like, why, why is that necessary to know?
0: I don't know how else to answer that. I'm not God, so I don't know the mind of God. All I know is what I believe that Jesus is the one necessary. I mean, we could get theological and be like, well, you have a dead spirit, right? Because
1: no, it, it doesn't uh, change uh, that he's necessary. That's not what I said. I didn't say that he wasn't necessary. I said my knowledge of him, my understanding in what he did, <laughs> wh- how is it? How is it any different from me not knowing? and just saying I'm sure that God has it figured out. It's the same thing. If I have faith in Jesus, then I say God had it figured out and did this thing. There's the same amount of faith there. It's just that there's a. It seems to be this linchpin, this one tidbit of information on the process of how He did it. That is the difference between me, you know, being saved or not saved. And that that part seems a little stray uh stressed it doesn't seem very it's it's just too fine of a point to say that people have to know this to be forgiven by god
0: but when you say it's too fine of a point i'd say that's about the only point so it's like well if i have faith in some generic gelatinous god thing then i have faith that you know if god is real he he's got this figured out versus exercise faith in identifying more specifically this god which one you're talking about and be like okay this god this jesus this death burial resurrection he says repent and believe Well, believe is believe in this identified god instead of ah some god out there you've got this but you can't like, control
1: what you believe nate
0: no you can't i, you, I agree you can't. you, you okay. can't you can't choose your beliefs i would agree with that but you could choose and to take in more data so of this data i would say Instead of YouTube scholars and debates and stuff like that, take in the data where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, in a nutshell. Exercise faith that he exists. Pray specifically to him. Be like, you say we have to have eternal. Uh, be born again. You can freely give us eternal life. I want that. I'm daring to believe that you are real. You are who you say you are. Make me born again. Give me eternal life. And what? you can take in that data.
3: Why should a person do that rather than doing the same thing for Buddha or Vishnu?
0: Great question. So Joshua 24 um, is similar to this conversation. So these people who have seen de- demonstrable evidence of God, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they're walking around, they're grumbling, they're complaining about different things, like God's not doing this right, he's, he's you know, doing things we don't like. And Joshua stops them, he's like, look guys, uh, do you want to follow the gods of your ancestors? Do you want to go up to stray gods? Uh, do you want to follow different gods? Do you want to follow no god? Does it seem evil for you? to follow this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And ultimately he's like, you've experienced this, you know this is the one true God, but if you still want to do something else, go do it. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, so I guess I would say Joshua 24 is your answer. If you really think, well, first of all, the Buddha, you know, peace be upon him, would say he's not deity, don't worship him. But for the other stuff like you know, Islam or some other religion or something like that, um, that point would stand. It's like, if you really think there's validity there, Ultimately, the choice is between you and God. So you have to do whatever you want to do.
3: That verse is dealing with tradition. So according to that, no one should ever convert to Christianity. They should go with whatever false teachings their family brought them up with.
0: (coughs) How do you get that?
3: Because you said, you know, do you want to go with the gods that uh, we've been telling you about? Or do you want to go off with some other, other God or no God at all? Well, the same could be said for all the false believers. You know, they should stick with what they know and what, instead of going off after any false, pardon me, any uh, uh, strange gods or no God at all.
0: Not really sure what you're saying. I think we may be talking uh, past each other.
3: We might be. Can someone else help me?
0: Let's just bring Are up. Are you the, bringing uh, in like
3: the differences between different gods? Like I
4: always said from the get-go, since I got in G+, there's something more to it than just this one God. It's... um. You know, because man is corrupt, obviously, man is corrupt. So anything that comes out of man's mouth, anything he says, he interprets. Interprets uh, uh, from the light is going to be, it's going to come down out of his own interpretation. It's going to be corrupt. Because in my way of thinking, it takes, uh, um, it takes, it, it takes a uh, like we, we we're made of an inferior product, with decay. It would take an inferior God to create that product. So I think there's something more to this God of this world. There's something else out there because we can, we can look at it biblically or uh, Jesus, you know, um, can I put it? Like, huh. I think about it a little bit here, but.
0: What, what are you thinking? Can I just read this little passage?
4: Oh sure, I'm sorry, yeah.
0: So it's just 24 and 14. It says, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river in the land of Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve—whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.
6: What's up, Nate? Long time no how you see. Doing, man, man how, how's it going? <laughs> Good, good. I see. We uh, we both lost the hair there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, um, he, he looks like Idol Smasher a little bit now. When you came in with the beard yesterday, I was like, for a minute, I just looked. I was like, is that Idol Smasher? I was like, no, it's Nate. Yes, he he's gonna yeah. hit me. I'm just playing. <laughs> uh,
6: can uh, can I follow up with my question from earlier? Oh, I okay. hope you're doing well. By the way. You know?
0: I am. I am. I hope hope you are too. Nate is not yeah, a
6: Calvinist. <laughs> um, who created Satan? God. Okay, so if it's Satan's pride that caused the rebellion, was it not God that put that pride in Satan?
0: I'd say no. God gave Satan a plan box, a uh, uh, sandbox of his soul for Satan to do whatever he want with it. And two-thirds of the angels are still doing just fine. But Satan and a third of the angels took that sandbox and pooped in it.
6: No, but, okay, but, but God provided the sandbox, right? Sure. So was it, I, where did the pride come from? Where did the potential for Satan to um, <clears throat> fall come from, if not from God, if God is the creator of
0: everything? from within himself that's like saying like how did you get drunk and like kill three people like is chevy to blame uh, no chevy built the that, car that, you drove the car that uh, would put know, it on a it wheel stuff. of
4: good and evil not on two opposite poles which would make um in, in my way if i was about to say before is uh, the creator of this world god whatever you want to call it is this is all <clears> in his mind it's schizophrenic and satan is its main opposer in his own worldview. and we are the product of that we are the swirl and mix and mash of all that because we could see it like a why would why would a, a god create something from an inferior product to make inferior inferior material to make an inferior product and here we are looking for the true one light and if the i, I think some way the creator of this world is a light bringer not the, not the light itself where i would say no uh yeah it's hard to say the bringer or bearer where jesus christ or any of these messengers that come in buddha or any a bum on the street that, that's trying to spew out the truth and the way of living to what to stay here on this on this beautiful earth that that's God made, no, to get out of this place, to get back to the true One Light. So where is the light? Who stole it? Who took it? Why is this happening in a weird way? That's how I'm that's how I'm picturing it. I'm, I'm see what I'm saying.
6: For one to sin, there has to be a potential to sin. I want to know where that potential came from. The knowledge of that comes from. If not, it has to be another God. If not, it has to be from the One God. Uh, having the potential of good and evil. I mean, if God created everything, you have, to, you have to admit that Satan's pride in everything, the ability to do so, comes from that God. Otherwise, Satan created it. Therefore, Satan can create something that God cannot. <clears throat> That's my way of thinking about
0: it. Yeah, I mean, you could say that. Like someone was talking about, you know, did Jesus have to create everything Um, yesterday or the other day because they were trying to like you know bend it in a way i think is taking liberties talking of poetic licensing and saying well you know can i create um you know can i create a story in a book therefore if if god gave me a sandbox yet i created it all roads lead back to to god so either he's responsible because he gave me the ability to write the story or if i wrote the story and god's just like you know here's your brain do what you want and i created something therefore i created something god did not therefore i'm god that's grossly misinterpreting that like things that exist, things that are sustained, not like I, I would never extrapolate that to like poetry or sin or evil thoughts or deeds. I would I would keep that in the context of natural, physical, created beings, created things um, like this drywall. God didn't technically you know create this drywall. M- man created the drywall, but God created man. So like by virtue, you could say God created the drywall. But I think if God God wasn't sustaining, uh, God created the materials. Well, God is is the drywall. That's the the thing. God
4: is everything. God is the drywall.
0: Right, right. You're making my point. So going back to like atoms and molecules and the chemical compounds, I'm not a drywall person. But like all the stuff that like, you know, this drywall, the things in this drywall existed in the cosmos billions of years ago. So we've taken it and tortured it into like this nasty, cheap drywall. Um, But if God was not sustaining this, that drywall piece would not exist. But when right, we talk yeah. to, you know, sin and evil and like metaphysical, not molecules and atoms type stuff, um, like thoughts, I I wouldn't hold God, and neither does the text that says Jesus is saints all things accountable for thoughts and non tangibles. Hmm.
6: Nathan, I, I heard you say peace be upon him a couple of times. Are you Muslim or Muslim Christian? What is I'm confused.
0: <laughs> no, it's a That started. I did that back in Google Plus. I no one's ever called me on it. I kind of do it as like a I don't know, a a little I don't know, me being a little jerk or something. Because often when we talk to Muslims, they will say peace be upon you after every breath. Sometimes they'll be like, peace be upon you, peace be upon you, and Jesus, peace be upon you, peace be upon you, brother, brother. And it's all like nice and peace be upon you until you really disagree. Then it becomes very not peaceful. So I just, I just somewhere in my mind, I, I think I heard that so many times that when I'm talking about something I don't necessarily agree with, I'll just throw out a be upon you, like a flying spaghetti monster, you know, peace be upon him. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's an homage.
6: It's just when you say that and you have the beard, you know, it's like,
0: (laughs) well, someone once told me that Muslims are better Christians than Christians because they had beards and wore robes. I'm like, Oh, and sandals. I'm like, they're like we're following Christ better than that. I'm like because you wear sandals and robes. I'm like I have a beard. I mean, you know, I kind of like robes. I mean, if that was my culture, I mean, that could be that could be kind of freeing. Did it, did I put everyone to sleep? I'm sorry. Oh no. <laughs> no
6: no no. <clears throat>
4: I oh, wasn't say before is like Yahweh is the light bringer, but where do you get that light from? Because we are still shrouded in darkness half the time. Where Jesus is the light bearer, showing you the way to the light, eternal light, no darkness. That's kind of like what <clears throat> I was trying to say before.
0: Okay, well, there's okay. a couple things. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Um, I was actually looking that up. Um, so I don't know where you're going with this, but I mean, you know, John one four and five. Um, I haven't pre-read this. It may be John 1 and 5.
4: Oh, this but... is out of my head. I didn't get it from anything. <laughs> okay. Just, you know, from everything, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, but I think the Bible speaks to something that you may be walking down this path. Um, the message that we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him, there is no darkness, as all, is no darkness at all. And then John 1, 4, 4, it says, in him was the life, and that light, uh, life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. Um, so, I mean, th- this really highlights that Jesus is, is the source of light he he is not doesn't just have a lot of light or have a big flashlight he he is the light
4: right yeah the the, the way to it is like almost <clears throat> well the, he is it not just the right. way to it he he is it. the beam that comes from it it's the, that's the that's the that's no
3: no he's saying and i agree that god is the light he is the information he is it's talking about the
4: way god or El god because in a weird way i see it. it yeah okay i see the yahweh a creator god of this world in a weird way kind of wants to trap you here to keep you here or else why would not why would there yeah. be a messenger to bring you out of this place and why does he want to keep us trapped here just give him power because that's what, what man is here? as as above is below power corruption man strives for power through through vanity and, and will do what it can to get there just as this god is it, it represents itself even in biblical text where it always gives credence allowances to the prodigal <laughs> son or the one that's that, that that taken from the other is always forgiven it, it seems to be like a like i said a schizophrenic excuse for itself like somebody sitting there in a, in a chair trying to explain itself as as good uh, I, I just see this as a separation I don't, I don't see the one true light as the actual uh, light that created this world it may again an allowance to do so for some reason or purpose maybe for us to go through like like you said earlier a lot of people say a test to test our own uh, uh, uh souls if you will to see where they lie and to see if there's going to be trapped here in the continuation of existence that that seems to be um I it's yeah i'm still you know in process of it all thinking
0: yeah i mean for for what you just said i'd say well i mean if you have a good view that's fine but as far as as far as the bible like the bible i mean just totally mm-hmm. disagrees with that um oh so yeah but guess, again again all great. the
4: messages that get are coming in from everywhere and everything and even from an inspiration <clears> from a, an outside source that can be the light is going to be misinterpreted and written down through man's own hands except for the you know the the finger that wrote on those tablets the, the obvious uh, uh, objectionable uh, uh, rules for sustaining life you know murder and, and it, for continuance continuance for
0: this world Was that a question? Oh no, I just said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> as far as as far as it seems like God wants <coughs> to trap you here, I'd say, I mean, God's doing a bad job if his goal is to trap us here. Like in a hundred years, you and everyone you know and love is all gonna be dead. Um, so so we're not very trapped. <laughs> I'd say the point no, is in the grave
3: though, right? On Earth.
0: Well, I say when we expire, we're going somewhere. And that's you know, the lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels, or to be reconciled mm-hmm. to our creator and, and where God well, is.
4: When this whole world is over which obviously it's, it's going to it's, it's inevitable right this this world probably is going to end and, end and truly all existence will end and that will just be in a way well it's, it's almost like a you know um that's the time it's going to be for the final judgment the ones that couldn't make it out on their own or i guess in that way it's a separate it'll be a separation of the ones that that understand then you gotta get the lake of fire and all that jazz you know
6: can God experience what it's like to be surprised?
0: <laughs> um, there's no there's no biblical way to answer that. I'm just thinking in my head. Like I was I was thinking when um, the the other day my child had hiccups, and uh, I was telling her she's like, "How do I get rid of these?" And, like, "Some people say if you get scared, um, you know that'll like shock you out of it." So for the next like while, whenever it seemed like she wasn't looking, like she knew she was going to be scared, I'd like run up and try to surprise her and shock her and be like ah, and she'd jump. So. And she still had hiccups. She knew it was going to, she was going to keep being surprised. And even though she knew it was going to happen, every time I did it, she was still surprised. So uh, there's no possible biblical way to relate that to God, other than he, he knows all things. So if He knows all things, can He still be surprised by His knowledge? Like, you know what? I knew these humans were going to do this and worship this stupid golden cow, but, ugh, and just face palming anyway. Be like, I'm surprised, but I knew it was going to happen. So i don't know can can that happen can god experience that even though he knows what's going to happen the bible is completely silent on that
4: well that would be like experimentation <clears throat> if you're looking to observe but was about, your daughter you know, really saying, surprised that's, that's i'm sorry
0: she oh,
3: jumped but she didn't have perfect knowledge though
0: yeah and she's a child i mean does she need to have perfect knowledge to know that like i'm like i'm gonna scare you and i've scared her multiple times to know that i'm gonna keep scaring her she doesn't need perfect knowledge for that
3: and she did know that you were going to continue (coughs) trying she didn't know the precise timing of it that's the difference
0: yeah sure so let's fall back on my you know all analogies break down on a point so back to the ultimate answer the bible is completely silent on this so all we have is god knows all things so can God be surprised fully knowing we everything?
3: Just as we do from what Irenica quoted earlier.
0: <laughs> I mean, you don't need to be a biblical scholar to be like, okay, very clearly, the people writing this are not that dumb to say humans know all things, and it's very evident we do not know all things. Um, so you're calling the author a liar? No. I'm saying that's not how it was intended, because clearly oh. the author is not that dumb. Like if he was that dumb to be like, oh, humans don't know that I don't know whatever. Like there was stuff you can bet the author who was another human did not know. So he's not saying I know all things, like read the context. Like he's not saying I know all things, like I know everything. I mean, that that would like make him God. That's like the tree in the garden of good and evil, right? Like Satan says, you know, don't you want to know? And don't you want this knowledge? Like it was a pursuit of knowledge. So very clearly humans don't know all things.
4: It, it, you know, in one way, if it's a pursuit of knowledge, why, why limit it to one book that's written by certain men at a certain time? When if God or this God is everything, then why not look at everything? If you look at pretty much religions around the world, you're going to see certain uh, messages that are going to come out as universal, you know, uh, as far as what, what it means. So I look at try to look at everything and then pick out the ones that seem to have the same patterns. Uh, good or bad and you'll you'll see the the total differences between the light and the dark and and um that's that's what i see it's it's everything it's not just one book
0: well as far as one book though I mean sometimes less is more so i mean if if someone's quest is to know all things even tons of incorrect information um i mean you know there's far more i mean think about that there's I would want to think before I make an absolute statement, but it seems on its face, there is a lot more incorrect information than correct information. So someone knows like an an absolute fact, like everyone around agrees and the fact is actually true. Everyone knows this fact. But then lots of other people have different theories about this fact. Well, only, only, you know, the right theory is going to coincide with the correct fact. So there may be 10 theories, nine of them wrong. So there's going to be a lot more incorrect information, I want to say universally, than correct information what we know and agree and is actually correct and true just pick any mundane thing um that we all know is true like know that we know that we know testable demonstrable repeatable um there's gonna be lots of incorrect information around that fact and only certain things certain information is going to be true about that fact all the other stuff is incorrect so uh, when we talk about one book i mean you know the things that under the christian paradigm the things that you need to be on god's good side cool with god you can fit on a post-it note Death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Repent. Stop doing what you already know is wrong and should already stop doing anyway, and follow Jesus. Pray to him. Ask him to make you born again. Give you eternal life, and you will have it. You can put that on a sticky note, and it's and that's, follow,
4: yeah, but you could also say follow the light, and that's going to you're, you're going to spread across all different types of books there.
0: Well, if you say follow the light, I guarantee you're going to end what up is drinking Kool Aid real fast.
4: Well. You, yeah, but you could do that to, with anything. If you, you could manipulate people like crazy all day long. If you want, then we could say we could argue that the Bible itself is just a way to control the people. And I could also say that since you were indoctrinated from youth, probably from birth, and into the house of this, then it's already set as a stone in your in your mind that you can't get away from. And I mean, you that's could, why. I, yeah, it's. A, well,
0: I mean, you can argue that. Um, I wanted to address the thing you said before the last point you made about the indoctrination. You said something right before that. Oh, I I
4: can't remember what I said. I'm sorry.
0: Are the voices um, in your head moving too quick? <laughs> I, I I forgot what you said. Maybe I should watch a replay, but the thing I really uh, wanted to address, I Yeah, I, I might forgot.
4: have to. Yeah. Yeah. The voices in my head they do move a little fast sometimes.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll be back in a bit. I gotta walk the dog. Is it lunchtime? Are we done?
1: I mean, oh, no, no, I'm no, sorry. It, I don't want to talk about that. No, no, I mean, I was just being, everybody's kind of getting to know you here. And I was, I know it's probably felt like we're just picking you apart or whatever, but you you created a, an interest in your beliefs. And, you know, this has just been interesting watching all the interaction. I know Irenic hated to drop out, but um, if you have, I mean, like, if you, you want to like uh, join these regularly. I'm sure the attention will drop back a little bit if that's you know if it feels like a lot. I'm
0: I'm good. I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean I, be- I mean I do this like I I just realized you guys were still here, but I mean you know I I do this like Monday through Friday like on on my own thing. See, so, I, like, I
1: guess I, I thought that you left uh, like that the, I guess the YouTube <coughs> community or whatever the way that you were doing things before because of all the the drama and bullshit that was you know around it and all the craziness so i just didn't want you to come on here and then get fucking overwhelmed again by a lot of the same old shit you know Dude, i'm trying no, to make th- you feel comfortable here
0: oh well thanks uh no i thrive in this i like it it's fine i like uh, engaging this way but no no whenever uh, google plus went went away and the hangouts just like i blame google so yeah i went searching for other platforms and then remember roy um, I ran into <laughs> him on Facebook and he told, like, remember Roy, uh, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Roy Montero? Who, yes, no. Who doesn't? In right? the beginning, anyway.
6: God, yes or no? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, we talk so, about him all the time. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah, so so Roy, Lou, Marcus, uh, Jimmy, uh, Ventura, um, Xbox, remember Xbox? X-Fiend or yes. Xbox Fiend or whatever? Oh, he's still um,
6: around. He's, do- he's doing hangs with Samos now.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Skylar Fiction. Um. Even Tim, Tim, what was his name? Tim, atheist. Tim read a script. Atheist questions off his computer screen. I don't. You know guys him. know Tim, right? Everyone knows Tim. Wait, what, what was his last Tim? name? Tim. Yeah, he's like the the high priest of atheism on Google Plus. Crap, Tim. Really? Are you sure it's Tim? Absolutely, yeah. Tim. Oh, okay. I'm gonna to have to get back. To you. He's it's, not talking so,
1: about McCray, okay. no, because that's Steve McCray. Yeah, I don't know
0: who who would have what Tim. Tim. Oh, yeah. okay. Hang on, let me let me say Jim my off. thing, and then I'll, I'll, then I'll okay, find it ahead. and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> find the guy. But it, it's Tim, you'll know it when I say it, anyways. But all those guys, uh, are in Clubhouse, um, not so much anymore, but you know, Lou's still around a lot. No, Tom not Rabbit. Tom, not Tom. Oh. Rabbit. Um, that guy didn't like what was said on my podcast one time, so uh, he got all of his little troll farmers to report my channel and Clubhouse is such a hippie POS platform without investigating anything. They just, like, banned it. Fortunately, there was a good moral atheist without the belief in a god or gods who was like, that's crap, that's not right. So they uh, hurry and rejoin my channel, or re-resurrected my channel before um, anyone else could grab it and handed it over to me. So I'm like, I appreciate that. See, there are some good moral people, like which which, by the way, Christianity is not ultimately a moralizing religion, so can you be good without God? By secular standards, sure, you can do good stuff like that. That was a good act. I was happy. I appreciate that. Um, but ultimately, it's about dead versus alive, and then morality will follow. So if you're already a moral person, maybe not a lot's going to change. If you're a bloodthirsty maniac, you'll probably notice some differences. Um, yeah, let me let me talk about anyway. So yeah, I ended up on Clubhouse because that's where they all were, um, and I, I I've mm. been there for like over a year. And they always change Mm -hmm. things. They have technical glitches. They don't have a web browser. You can't use it on web. You have to use it. By the way, Nate, I'm
6: I'm I'm still doing the discussions here on my channel as well. So please sub. Come on by. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Can you put a link in the? uh,
1: Not just
6: religious issues. We do, you know, politics, current events. Brojo,
1: can you put a link in the? (laughs) Can you put a link in the? the, Because I want anybody watching now to be able to link to your channel.
0: Tim Brooks. All right. Tim Brooks. Thanks.
1: It doesn't even ring a bell, man.
0: It doesn't, yeah. I swear I don't to God, know I no one don't knows even... Tim Brooks? No. He is like the very first guy I met on Google+, Plus, and he was like a militant anti-theist. And he, later, we learned, he just had like a list of like 20 questions for Christians. So anyone that come in here just like, oh. Anyways, can't believe you guys don't know him.
1: Do you know what Roy is up to lately? Like... Really, recently, maybe?
0: Um, I know he, I haven't talked to him in months. I know he did hang out a lot um, in Clubhouse in the beginning days, um, but then he was he was can focusing he on... You? Yeah, I think so. I think oh, he's fantastic. still on Google. I think he's still on Google chat. You oh, can probably type there, his name in the show. Yeah,
1: I've got to, I would love to invite him. I haven't seen him in so Oh, yes, yes. I would love to yes. invite him oh. for a one-on-one. I just want to catch up with dude because it has been so goddamn long. And I'm not a prophet, a but of-
0: I know exactly what will happen. Oh, oh yeah. please tell me. <laughs> You'll invite <laughs> no, him here. Yeah, go ahead. He'll do the yes or no he, thing. He, People mm-hmm. will not give him a yes or no answer, and he'll start taking over until you have to mute him and ban him.
1: No, I, I am determined to only answer him in yes or no's if possible.
0: <laughs> well, then you're going to be a Christian really quick.
1: Well, he'll he'll think that for sure but 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 i, I you know I'm, I'm i'm determined i want to have him on and i want to get i want to find out because i've never heard him get past like three questions where before people freak out i want to find out exactly where he's going all the way to the end of his script so i can write it down
0: i mean i don't think in years i don't think i've ever heard it get past the third question either but i have a feeling if you answer his i forgot what they were but if you answer his through three questions um you're, you're basically going to admit there's a god without a god and then he'll probably say something like all right Believe Jesus. Repent. You're a Christian now.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to go through all of that and then open it up to everyone else to come in and talk to.
6: Where does he make the jump from a God, just a God, created God, to the God of the Bible? Does I don't he do know. we never no heard of before.
1: Oh. Well, oh, I mean, he, once we get to that, once we get that. all the way through his yeah. script, I, it's, I think that he'll be more receptive to... Handling questions about things like that that aren't in his
0: script. Oh wait, it. maybe he had. Hang on, I, I know it's like, is there truth? Yes or no? Is truth exclusive? Yes or no? Is truth a person? That's that's it. That's how he makes the. That's how he makes the leap. So he doesn't start with the God. He starts with truth. So Brojo, is there truth? Yes. Is truth exclusive? Meaning, not everyone can have my truth, your truth. Like truth is truth, facts are facts. Yes. Most of us should usually get yes on those and then is truth a person because jesus says he's the way the truth and the life so that's how he would get to the specific jesus of the bible um and then if you yet say yes okay well he's the way the truth and the life you're already a christian and if you're not already a christian who doesn't believe that mm. you're gonna say no so, so to prepare, oh but i
6: thought he i thought he started with in
0: the beginning god yes or no oh, oh yeah he did that, that too there's started. been some different iterations of roy maybe you do need to send him a message and get him on here yeah, I, I I don't remember. <laughs> All right. Uh, because how you get was, from those first two 20?
6: questions? Okay, yeah, but how do you get those from those two questions? To truth is a person. I, I yeah. Okay, yeah, can you- I can get
1: past that easy because I just looked it up. There's lots of people uh, in the in like in phone directories with the name Truth. So Truth <laughs> may be a person, and we can move past that. And then he'll be like, well, then, then Jesus is Truth. And I'll be like, no, this guy's name is Truth Johnson, and he lives at blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and then and where do we go now? We, so <laughs> so, God, oh, re- so, so Truth is So truth is no Jesus
3: I, Truth. Jesus is.
6: identifies himself
3: as a we. Well, he <laughs> also Jesus identified as now, Jesus,
1: me. but this guy's legal name is Truth, so I think he's got a better claim to it.
0: Well what yeah is this is question? i mean n- what
5: the the second question could you repeat it
0: please is truth exclusive
5: and could you could you reiterate what you mean by that
0: uh not everyone's facts are true like if um if i say this light over here is on right now and you say no it's not that's my truth well you're just wrong so the fact is assuming i'm, I'm telling the truth there's a light it is on uh, this light is on for everyone all time even in China, that light is currently on. So if someone says it's not on, that's my truth. Your truth is wrong. That's not a truth. That's incorrect.
5: Right. So you believe in um, objective truth. Meaning like it's not dependent on belief. It is is what it is regardless of belief or or non-belief.
0: Yeah. If a tree falls in the forest, it still makes a sound.
1: And that, yeah, that's kind of, those aren't hard to get past. Like he, he can get most people through that. But when you get, when Roy gets to that, trying to assign truth as a person and that person being Jesus, because that is a nickname that Jesus has given, he gave himself. I am the, the way, the truth, the life. Right. I mean, he could be called the way he could be, you know, if there's someone in there called the way. I mean, by the same token, if, if, if someone there, else, someone else has claimed to be the way, would they not be the way?
0: Well, if they actually are the way, but then that's where we dispute and say, well, we'll no, that is incorrect because they are not the way. I mean, if we're yep, colloquially saying the way is eternal life or whatever.
1: I'm just saying I don't know that there's any way – like you like you said in the beginning, and I give you this, you said it's faith-based. A lot of it's faith-based. And I guess that's the, the problem is I just don't – I can't control what I believe, but I know that I've lost faith in the accuracy and in the <laughs> like the, the Bible being the truth. Because it's been handled by men, if nothing else, that it's been almost entirely handled by men. And so then I'm I'm forced to believe that each of these individual writers were inspired by the same God to the same end, even though there's clear changes in the personality of the God throughout and the way that he treats certain situations. Well, a lot I think of that's, go ahead I'm Sorry.
0: well I think that's an unnecessary hang-up you have because I mean it wouldn't matter like in theory if the devil himself who hates God and hates Jesus and hates it all and wants to lead as many people astray as possible if he wrote the book and for whatever reason he was trying to do evil but God used it for good and he actually mm-hmm. wrote down correct information so I mean if the devil wrote pray to Jesus ask him to be born again make you you know give you eternal life even if the, the Satan who hates this guy and wants to give incorrect information if he wrote that correct well then if it's true it's true and so it's not determinant on if you believe these people okay. it's well look at the writings so they say okay. direct your attention direct your prayers to Jesus so you can leave you can leave the writings of men pray directly to God and see what happens if absolutely nothing changes then you know maybe you have a better reason to oppose Christianity if you start seeing something change maybe these words on paper from men are true and they are pointing you directly to God. So now it's between you and God, not you and ancient people writing stuff.
1: All right. Well, let, Hillarys, are you there? Yeah. <clears throat> can I can I get you to do me a favor real quick? Because you're so much more concise with this. Can you help me explain uh, what Marcian, how Marcion rationalized this with the demiurge or the Yaldabaoth and like the idea of that as a creator? Because you, you seem to be really good at this.
3: You've read a lot more recently than I have. Mine's over 20 years ago.
1: Okay. And I know that Halsey and and PJ and probably Brojo too have some information on this because we've all talked about it a little bit, but like the idea of the creator being not this just God, but sort of not an accident either, but, but like a... Like a result of a of the contemplation of good and evil, like that's created from the, from the mind, right? Like in a, in a nutshell, and this thing is personified as Yaldabaoth, right? It's this. Uh, it's confined to matter, in some in some fashion. They say that, like you know, in the Gnostics, I guess believe that Sophia gave birth to this you know wisdom gave birth to this and then it was confined to matter but anyway this thing believes believes itself to be the only god and has the ability a divine spark the ability to create but the, it has a certain group of people i guess you would say uh that you know believe that it's god it be the hebrews right but basically it's the Demiurge, just like the evil creator have, have you heard anything about this before
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, I would say, I I mean, I would put him like maybe quasi adjacent to the Gnostics. I, I mean, first of all, they came much later. So if we're talking about the first century Christianity and what you have, you know, many accounts, many witnesses, many people saying the exact same thing, I mean, popularity doesn't make it true, but I mean, that that's the crux, like people during who were alive during the times of Jesus and how they practiced, how they understood their faith and their beliefs. Then you've got this guy that comes on a century later in the next century and tries to I mean, teach he, people tries to pe- he, have new interpretations and his new writings stuff. were
1: earlier he wrote the first uh, like new testament
0: he was alive the in the second version. century
1: okay no no he was he was just right after paul i believe
0: um i think history disagrees with you
1: you could be right but i i know he wrote the first version of the the new testament and it was
3: no,
6: in the second century no, he's correct. It is second second century.
3: The second century would be like one hundred one A.D. So I think that might be the confusion.
1: Right after, yeah, because right was after not Paul.
0: Falling, yeah, right? around eighty five.
1: Okay, so anyway, the idea is that like he had this 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 conceptual this concept that the God in the Old Testament had nothing to do with Jesus or whatever, right? I mean, am I saying that right, Hilarys?
0: Yeah. I do have about five minutes.
1: Okay. All right. Well, anyway, it's just the idea that the 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 demiurge or the or whatever created us could and would lie, and people would believe it, but it wasn't the real God. And Jesus came to defeat that thing and take ownership back of you know you know of of Earth, I guess, or away from whatever the 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 demiurge is. It's an idea. I'm just trying to, to to put it in a nutshell. It's much more complex than that.
2: Well they
4: they they get their idea from uh Pythagoras. So um in his theory of what god is is that one true light thing and that and that, that's a kind of like um I kind of vibe off of but it seems to to ring, you know what I mean? It seems like to ring a little bell there. And let's face it that that dude had a lot of knowledge and stuff and where to get it from, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I know you said you had to go, but like I, I would like to, to pick this up uh, soon. I, uh, are you available sometime this week? Maybe just hit me a hit me up in a message. Maybe we can have another one of these.
0: Yeah, I, I mean I'm always around. Um, I'm always on Clubhouse though, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I don't know if we can merge everyone together somehow. But I mean, that should about- be able to
1: stream to both.
0: Oh yeah, I may need to talk yeah. to you about. The StreamYard thing. Well, yeah, I, I you know, know talk I can't... talked to Brojo mm-hmm.
1: about the StreamYard thing. He's like the, the, the master.
0: The master of StreamYard. Yeah. Do st- I
6: like StreamYard a lot. It's very user-friendly. Um, nice a free fun. account gives you 23 hours. You get six people in the room. So if you choose to pay for a subscription, you can get 10, and then oh. some of the bells and whistles with it, you know? But... Uh, Yeah, again, you're more than welcome. Come on by 420 Cafe. We have these discussions and other discussions as well. I I used to like, uh, you were libertarian leaning, right? Are you? Are you? Were you as far as politics?
0: Yeah, I I mean, pretty much. I I mean, I I definitely am more more on the conservative side, but I also hate government. Uh, just kidding! I love you. You you oppress me and censor me for my own good. I I love you, you're, you're amazing government. <laughs> I, I I need you to <laughs> I need you to take it. all my money and put your boot on my neck. It's for my own good. Thank you so much. But um, <laughs> does that does that tell you? People There's some like, things we can agree for on, on for, for sure. <laughs> how long
5: you have you felt this way about government? How many years?
0: <clears throat> I he does have to go. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, how many years? Yeah. A
5: quick, a quick answer, if you could.
0: A a quick answer, probably as long as I've been paying attention. Uh, At what point that was, um, wow, that's the hardest question today. I'd really need to think about when I actually started paying attention because, you know, I've always, from my first job, you know, paid taxes. I'm like, okay, I guess taxes are something that goes somewhere. Um, But, I I mean, definitely as far back as I can remember when I was an adult. Um, So, like a
5: dozen years?
0: I mean, yeah, somewhere between 10 and 20. I'd really need to think of that to try to pinpoint it. But, yeah, I I mean... Like 10 I, to 20 is
5: that's, cool. That's good enough. Just
0: curious. But yeah, I mean, I think less government is the best government. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, maybe. now we're
6: talking.
1: <laughs> Welcome home. <laughs> I mean, it's,
0: it's interesting when you find a conservative non-Christian or, or like a, a, yeah, I mean, a really conservative, well, like you will, <laughs> non-Christian. Because it seems like a lot of the principles um, just go hand in hand it's just one metaphysical check away from right. a, being a christian it's like when you meet pro-life atheists and stuff and you know everyone's like "Oh, you christians who are pro-life it's like bro there's actually a lot of pro-life atheists um so it's it, it's an interesting niche that people like that are in
1: well i think just wanting to have you're
0: good
1: in. <clears throat> i was gonna say the freedom of speech and religion is should be like important to all religions so uh, i mean like churches or whatever so it, it makes sense that they would line up on the side that's trying to protect those things
4: I would say is, is people are starting to realize it's the battle between good and evil not books and colors
1: amen
0: i mean i think that's becoming more evident right which <laughs> i think that was the first thing i wanted to say never get around to it was uh was talking about like man's wisdom versus back to the bible real fast Men's wisdom versus God's wisdom, like 50 years ago, you may not have seen a whole lot between like, you know, someone that believes in a God and goes to church and like someone who doesn't really believe in a God, but they don't talk about that much, but they seem like a, the same moral person. Um, and as we're going like turbo speed now, it's like the wisdom of man, like men's wisdom is just there's such a contrast there. Like, I don't want to step on anyone's feet. But I mean, where men's wisdom says now, like if men's wisdom used to say the earth is round, and they're like, oh, look at you flat earthers. Ha, ha, ha. Um, I don't believe in flat earth, by the way. But and they're like, man's wisdom says we can build spaceships to go to the moon. Look how great man is. Well, now man's wisdom says two dudes can have a baby. Um, and man's wisdom says, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, like we can switch genders and mm-hmm. add an anatomical parts that are really rotting flesh tissue that cause problems and make people want to kill themselves. I don't like so, I
1: mean, chemicals in the water to turn the freaking frogs gay. That's my Save problem. the
0: frogs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now it seems like man's wisdom for all those people looking <gasps> onward. Man's wisdom is like going off here and jumping off a cliff into insanity, while God's wisdom is a lot more kind of what lines up with conservative, non-insane secular people
5: you're giving a pretty limited view of man's wisdom when you give that one view that you can you know really kind of like uh, illustrate as a um a criminally mentally insane sort of you know type of thing um i don't know um could you could you give maybe a few other examples of um, of man's wisdom that's positive like do you have any examples or is it all bad
0: well, oh, no, most of the stuff we've done in the last, you know, like the Industrial Revolution, the technological age, like a lot of it, I mean, has been certainly used for evil, <clears throat> spying on people, etc. But I mean, you know, the, the advancement has been good. Um, I guess my point, fair criticism, my, my point is now whatever good has been done, I personally think we're starting to turn a corner. So now you're going to see less and less good things because, I mean, we, we have a lot of advancements. So, I mean, what else is really better? Like, um, spaceships, cars that fly. I mean, you know, there's only so, so much farther with our current information. Right. Like, that how we've
5: how much do we need, right?
0: Yeah, so it seems like my, my hunch is we're going to get more and more insane and start going the route of more and more bad things, less and less good things. I mean, like with 15-minute cities. Who wants to sign up for that? Um, you know, with the World it- Economic Forum. And like the Noah Yuval Harari guy being like, we're going to have artificial intelligence write a correct religion. Um, And like the whole transhumanism thing, like, you know, maybe someone could talk me into it if it was explained just right. But um, the way they explain it seems. Oh,
6: you got to talk to Frank. Not so good. He's our he's our resident transhumanist.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I mean, people like us who ever think that we're going to be able to live a long time, I mean, it's the people who want to depopulate the planet and kill all of us who are really going to be the ones to become a transhumanist if that ever happens. Um, so, little old us, I don't think we're going to make it. <laughs> Did I just make everyone sad? Turn that oh, no, upside no. down. No, we the gospel no. today. <laughs> we talk
1: about this weird shit all the time, man. Well, this is fun, Will. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy, are you stoned? Oh. You look stoned.
3: Only question is that uh,
1: Oh yeah, no my bad. silly question. Uh,
3: I only have one question tonight.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
6: Have you ever long considered... five minutes, Nate?
0: <laughs> What's Great. that?
1: Have you ever considered marrying a man? No. Oh yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh man. I mean he was asking for a friend. Yeah, would you? <laughs> yeah, he's asking for Hillary's. Uh, no, I don't think oh, I would consider man. marrying a dude. Well, think about it. I mean, you know, look, get back to it. Don't so rush. You think about it. I did. I, they were asking well, for me, actually. we got a boat. <laughs> well, we're, a,
3: we're in a polyandrous relationship.
1: Yeah, he's got like
5: a harem.
0: Yeah. yeah we're,
1: we're in a gang and we're troubled. But it's just for tax reasons.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, I don't think the government should be in marriage either. Girl. Yeah,
1: and see now Girl. we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. Um, can I can I ask you a personal question?
0: Uh yeah. Do you smoke that, weed? Uh no, I used to. Tireless. I remember
1: you did. What what happened there?
0: I, I, you I, grew up. You grew up right. Well, I, I, I ended up, you know, smoking like it. I, I just smoked so much that it, it either lost its effect or I started getting all like paranoid and stuff, and I kept trying to get like indica heavy stuff um to prevent that, just to chill and just watch T V and stuff um but i mean at a point like it just i i had more like you know paranoid paranoid times than not i'm like what the heck am i doing this like i i did this to like be all chill and relaxed and i get the most chill relaxed stuff i'm supposed to find and it's making me think like you know um was like oh my gosh like what's happening i feel weird i feel anxious i'm like, ah so um now i'm just That's like true. i don't need this anymore you am like it out. Out. It's having, the, it's doing the opposite of what it's supposed to do so you, you, you uh you still married oh, okay yep
1: all right, good, good deal, man, good deal. You Kids smoke yourself good. sensible.
4: Sorry. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe it's like the how they used to do insane people, right? If they're crazy, what would make a crazy, per, uh, sane person crazy? Would make a crazy person sane? <laughs> right.
1: mm. I don't like the science behind that.
0: That <laughs> yeah, doesn't work that way. It's because you haven't been uh, shocked sufficiently yet.
1: I think you're huh. mistaken about that assumption. <laughs> Here,
0: put, uh, put these on your head real fast
1: nipples <laughs> it was mostly
0: the nips <laughs> oh, did you see? My t- I <laughs> asked for it I'm not gonna lie
1: <laughs> you know they're flammable right I'll, I'll show you later
0: well it's good seeing you for another 10 years <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> right. uh,
1: yeah I didn't say I got I, I got any less weird
0: <laughs> but yeah if you're uh, if you're bored and looking for uh, crazy topics Check out that link there. Um, you you can peruse the topics. So we we talk about mostly religion, but then uh, all kinds of other crazy crap. Which link? Askacristian.podbean.com.
1: Oh, on your your okay, all right, there we go. You got a nice little plug in there. It's a
0: little self promotion oh, after I like everyone's it. like gone away.
1: Well, my goal is to is, is to drag you in, in into this community again through the Streamyard uh, mm. hangouts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I will check out StreamYard. I, I can't even log in because I don't have an account, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out and see just, I, so, so I, where I, all can you stream to, like just like YouTube or like you, you use this and then you stream it to you okay, hang on. So there's so a list so, of right. sources that you
1: can it's stream
5: um, you sign in with you can sign in with Google. Like if you have a Google account, Gmail account, you sign in with Gmail and if you've got a YouTube, then you, you sign in with the same account that you want to um, stream to. For your YouTube, and then you go in YouTube, and and um and like you have to tweak something there to make them communicate. And I think
0: like
1: that's the, it. it it doesn't take long, and you can stream it to multiple sources at the same time, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right. Yeah. Is like Rumble yeah. or Bitshoot one in case YouTube bans us <laughs> For when YouTube, uh, bans I'm pretty us? sure
1: Rumble is. I, I don't know about Bitshoot. I had to check that out, but I think
0: Rumble is.
6: Didn't know Bitshoot was still a thing. Seems like Rumble is uh, definitely gaining traction.
0: I I stream everything to, to, or I put everything on YouTube, and then it automatically takes it to Rumble and BitChute, and whenever I talk about, like, Jesus stuff, Rumble does better. Whenever I talk about conspiracy stuff, BitChute goes crazy. Like, know your audience.
6: (laughs) Yeah. All
0: right, it's good to see you guys again. All right, brother. And good to meet you. All right, Nate.
4: Enjoy Enjoy the the day, man. man.
0: I'll hit you up in chat. We'll see if we can set up another one of these. Yeah. Happy Father's Day for whoever's fathers. Yes, well, to man.
6: you. Happy oh. Father's Thanks, Day. Man. Yeah, happy Father's All right. Day, PJ. Take you care, guys.
1: guys. Oh, look. Sammy. Oh.
6: Sammy,
1: <laughs> Oh, come on.
6: Come on. Oh, good <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Take care, That's man. Satan. That was Satan. That was the devil.
1: You fell by the pointy ears. The,
6: the devil made me do it. Doesn't it
1: look like <laughs> devil needed
6: the last I'm word?
1: Like, <laughs> does, doesn't it look like like Nate has become much more an intimidating uh man than when like he was like ten years ago? He was like a little boy almost. You know, he had the little little hat on it's all the, the time, and it just he had the news
4: hat and the glasses, right? Sometimes.
1: Yeah, he what, had the cap yeah, and the yeah.
6: glasses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it, like Skylar Fiction, sort of, but not exactly. Not that was actually a bad comparison. But anyway, and now he looks like he's ready to to raid a coastal village and and rape and pillage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <He just laughs> oh, Sammy, what in the good god! The
6: like years
3: though.
5: Do you think that look is the result of a long term sort of ongoing um, anger, like at the world
1: or? That- I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't. sense that. He's a he's a really laid back guy as long as I've known him. Oh okay. I mean, he tolerated ironically. He, he was intimidating. But
5: he no, What?
1: Oh, sorry. Maybe I misheard you. I I guess I'm just saying that he he used to not he he used to not seem as as masculine. I guess. How about that? Oh, okay. He, he he seems harder now. It could be the tattoos and the shaved head and all, but like, you know, he looks like he he, he might he might club you and, and throw you in the trunk of a car if you piss him off. So I'm just saying. Got
5: it. Yes. Yeah, so don't piss
1: him off. I'm just I'm warning you. You don't want to. That guy. You don't. You saw his beard, right? Don't we'll mess with that guy. It's
5: guys with beards like beard.
1: that are news. Yeah, it was, it was good catching well, up, though. Watch
6: out for fun. us bald guys.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've got better things to focus your testosterone on. Yeah, well, that uh, was that was fun. We've been going for over two hours. Yeah, that so. was fun. I'm probably going to go ahead and... Sh- no, I am definitely going to go ahead and shut it down now because my dogs are acting stupid. It might be time for a shit. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i really appreciate everybody joining in and uh, talking to nate and making him feel all welcome especially in the side chat you guys were very welcoming in the side chat so thanks for that
6: (laughs) yeah i'm looking forward to speaking with him again and i want to push back on him
1: oh yeah that's gonna happen